former governor of Minnesota here, Jesse Ventura, the bot. You know, this left-right paradigm that's been fed to the American public and this pop culture for profit, media-driven entity is designed to keep you in the sand so that you don't focus on what's really mattering to Americans. Which Kardashians on which magazine cover with which ass? I'll tell you who the ass is. It's you, the American public, for letting the string still be pulled on your ass. Know the facts. You found yourself at the junction where worlds meet. Politics. Civility? How about honesty in this country, folks? Entertainment. I don't like entertainment. And a whole bunch of other stuff. It's about having a healthy body image. You have a very unhealthy body. You should have a horrible body image. Not a big home improvement market in Detroit. (laughs) We are definitely going to get letters. You're listening to Talk Radio's Strangest Animal. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to Oh, that is the best sound you will hear all week. Not my raspy voice. Any time I come in, my voice just goes wrong. But it means it's louder with Crowder. I am your host, Stephen Crowder. Ugh. Follow me at S. Crowder or follow my producer as wonderfully in here studio running with his magic powers. I, this is just like it's like I had a stroke or something. He claims he's not gay. You can follow him at Not Gay Jared and draw your own conclusions. I fulfilled my legal obligations. You doing well this morning? Yeah, I appreciate that. Made that good. Appreciate that. Cafe o miel for you. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, for anyone yeah. who hasn't had it, it's basically this coffee that we make. And you make it with cold brew coffee, the way I make it, and you add in, hold on a second, <clears throat> didn't hit the coffee, didn't hit the cough button because I want to keep this organic. You make it with honey and cinnamon, that's it. Honey and cinnamon and milk, and it tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Mm-hmm. You don't need any whipped cream. So I got, now see that little uh, that little flamboyant bee that was in my head now, Honey Nut Cheerio guy. Not what funny, ha ha, funny queer. He is a little queer. That, beer, that bee? That be beer be why wow, my beer. mouth isn't working properly. This is not appropriate for radio. Big week, big week, big week. What big hap- week? What I happened? Know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, NASA, the new NASA oh. report came out. Wait, firstly, yes. we have Dave Rubin coming on the show, gay liberal atheist, but he's leaning towards the right these days. Popular guy was on Comedy Central. Now has the Rubin Report all over Aura TV. It's on. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. He is a pretty cool guy. So we'll talk with him a little later. Getting. Probably have some lively debates, and uh, then we'll have Courtney on later in the program. And because of Bruce Caitlin Jenner's in the news this week, we'll talk about that. We'll also play some more Spot the Tranny. Now, the NASA report came out this week. A lot of people, we were ahead of that. We wrote about it, and I was going, why is nobody else covering this? Then three days later, for some reason, everyone jumped on it. I have no idea why it took them that long. So a new NASA study came out. Remember... It's important. These things are important to me when they are concrete examples of leftism being wrong. You know, no WMDs in Iraq. When we found WMDs in Iraq, we spent almost an entire program telling people about it. In this case, Al Gore predicted the polar bears would be 
uh, decreasing. Now, this isn't part of the report because polar bears aren't in Antarctica. I get it. You little science nerds with your Neil deGrasse Tyson avatars, just hold off for a little bit, okay? But he also predicted the ice caps would be gone by 2014. 2014. So he's a year late. But we finally have the NASA report. So hopefully he, you know, you don't have to be entirely right. You could do the Dick Morris where you're right 12% of the time and still collect a nice big check. You don't have to be right the entire time. You know, this isn't dark crystal. You're not sucking the life force out of the other Muppets so that you can rule them all with your glorious magical predictions. Creepy film, by the way. Scared the hell out of me as a kid. So NASA, as in Houston, we have a problem. NASA, NASA. Their report came out saying that there is a net increase in ICE. How unpopular are those guys? NASA? <laughs> NASA. <laughs> well, they just didn't get the memo that they were supposed to, you know, all of these scientists yeah. who are unilaterally in agreement that climate change is destroying the ICE and destroying the world. NASA didn't get the memo. They were too busy doing actual stuff. It's like, wait, well, what do you think? There's cool? Hold on. We have to our, send a guy to our, a, in orbit. Our funding is getting cut anyways. <laughs> Ever since we sent Lance Armstrong up with that chimp. Uh, but it was one hell of a Disney movie. So let me read these studies for you. The research challenges the conclusions of other studies. The new analysis of satellite data. The Antarctic ice sheet showed a net gain of. Are you ready for this? Ready. How, 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 how many uh, pounds do you think of, of, of ice has it gained? Pounds. Well, people remember you have a hard time with pounds and tons. So I'm going to say. One ton. One ton. One ton. One ton of ice. One ton. All right. We're going to go higher. 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 From 1992 to 2001. All right. You know what? Never mind. 112 billion tons of ice per year from 92 to 2001. Price is right rules. I'm still pretty good. (laughs) I'm in the clear. Price? No. The price is wrong, bitch. You're Ah, wrong. Okay. 112 billion tons of ice. Now, here's the catastrophic part, though. That net gain, for those of you who don't know, net gain, we're not talking about overall gain. We're talking about once you take any ice that may be lost as well, the total net gain, right? It slowed from 2003 to 2008 to only 82 billion tons of ice per year. So that's bad. We're still gaining 82 billion tons of ice a year. Now, right now, there is more ice in the Antarctic than uh, ever recorded back to 1979, I think, which is when we've sort of been analyzing the data and screaming global warming because we came in at the end of a global cooling period. So there's more ice than ever since 1979. They'll probably try and say there's there's less ice than before that. But this is when the alarmists started sounding their, you know, hitting their, their musical chime. So we are at more ice than ever pre-1979. Here's something that's important because people will say, well, the report says the net gains are slowing. The net gains are slow. So this is, okay, let me paint to you the worst case scenario, meaning it can't get any worse, okay? Meaning that at this point, what I am about to tell you is as bad as it gets, it's the stuff Al Gore's nightmares are made of. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. 
So if the net gain continues at this rate, meaning from 112 billion tons of net gain ice, it's gone down to about 82 billion tons of net gain ice. If it continues on that downward trend consistently, it would still take at least three decades before we saw any form of net loss. Meaning we would still gain trillions of tons of ice between now and, say, 2040-something until we started seeing any net loss on an annual basis. So let's use an example. 2046, again, assuming we go from 112 billion tons gain to 82 billion uh, tons of ice gained to 62 billion tons of ice gained to only 10 billion tons of ice gained, which, you know, listen, frankly, when you're talking about ice gained, 10 billion tons is peanuts. We all know that's peanuts. Some point you're going to get to zero. That will happen in three decades. And then... If it continues at its current rate, again, assuming no temperature variances whatsoever for three decades. No pauses. You will take another several decades to get back to where we are today. And then more several decades to get back to where we were pre-Al Gore. Basically, you'll be dead before the ice ever gets to be less than it is today. Can we stop this? Can we stop this? At what point? At what point do you go, all right, I screwed up. At what point does Al Gore come out? Listen, I made a lot of money off this. I was working at Apple. I don't know anything about code or computers. I was spending a lot of time with questionable masseuses met Dick Morris there. This is the thing with Al Gore. It doesn't matter. Hockey stick graph, false. UN says there are a lot of errors. And they have a vested interest in the whole climate change charade. Now this comes out. Polar bears are increasing. Everything they have said is verifiably false. Polar bears aren't dying, by the way. Unrelated, I know. I got, people got mad. Oh, you're contributing polar bears. No, it's it's a separate thing. But it's all part of the predictions from the climate change left. Polar bears aren't dying. Remember, you probably heard, right, that the polar bears, they're, they're, the ice was breaking, and so they were having to swim further for food, and they were drowning. Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, just one big drowning yeah. massacre. Yeah, it's there. never happened. It's never happened, according to environmentalists who even believe in climate change. B- big reason for that? Do you know what happens when a polar bear stops uh, swimming? He floats! (laughs) He floats! Well, that's convenient. They have hollow hairs. You ever tried to, like, like, I remember one time I fell off a a jet ski. I was with my friend. And my parents, this was a huge argument. My parents like, you better wear your glasses. I don't want to wear my glasses. Because there was a cute girl on the other side of the lake. And I wanted, you know, I pictured me. (laughs) Driving on the, you know, jet ski in the water. And like looking over and my hair all tussled, but then it just gets ruined with glasses. So I was like, I don't want to wear glasses. Like, if you don't wear glasses, you're gonna hit a kid. I said, okay, I wear my glasses. Don't hit that kid. Don't hit that he he gonna hit that kid. So I wear my glasses and I get on the jet ski and I'm with my friend John, and we ride some wake. We land, we fall off, and my glasses are sinking, right? 
and they're plastic frames, so they're not sinking super quickly, but they are. And I have a life vest on. I'm going, oh, my glasses. And I tried to get them, so I tried to dive bomb into the water. Guess what? Boom. I just came back up. I saw my glasses. I couldn't get my glasses because I was floating. That's a polar bear. They naturally float. This is not entirely really long analogy. It's not entirely scientifically accurate. My point is, Al Gore's fat like a polar bear, and he's a liar like a polar bear. The difference is, when it really comes down to it, if we have to, you can drown Al Gore. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Steven Crowder here to tell you about a contest at louderwithcrowder.com where one lucky winner will win a free AR-15 rifle. That's right. While everyone else is scared and clamping down on guns, we're literally giving them away at louderwithcrowder.com. Hey, Steven, isn't, isn't that illegal? It's not illegal to give away rifles just frowned upon. Oh, but what about background checks? Well, yeah, we're doing it in partnership with AR-15.com, our wonderful sponsor. They do background checks. They have a custom shop. They can ship it out to FFLs. Been doing it for a long time. I'll actually be buying the rifle, but giving it away at louderwithcrowder.com to one lucky winner. Oh, well, can I enter to win? No, you you know that you would never make it past a background check. Jared? Jared, you know you'd never make it past a background check, right? Yes. Enter to win at louderwithcrowder.com for your very own free AR-15 rifle. That's louderwithcrowder.com in partnership with AR-15. Won't hear that on your granddaddy's AM radio. Of course, if you don't like what you hear uh, right now here on your radio, you can kindly go fornicate yourself. But if you like what you hear, you can go to lottowithcrowder.com and hear more web-extended interviews with uh, Ruben Report, with Governor Mike Huckabee, all of them. We, have, we, we take them into deep waters in the online interview. And you get to watch the video, subscribe to the podcast, support the show. It's free. So one thing here that is actually kind of a, a macro issue, and we'll get into more news after Ruben, uh, particularly the Brad Paisley CMAs, if you watch them. Did you see that, the Bruce Jenner joke they made? I, I heard about it. I heard about it. People just got really, it's really, there's nothing there. What is there is the outrage. They, they had, you know, they'd wrap up the song every year and they just said, and Bruce Jenner's a babe, and then they moved on. That was it, which I think was very gracious because- They didn't, they didn't even go and pull, pull a full- uh... Uh, what's his face? Grand Torino. Why am I dropping his name? This Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. It's embarrassing. I started watching. You were embarrassing. I started watching it yesterday. I didn't. Grand Torino. I, yeah, I didn't finish it. Uh, I seen that a long time ago. It's a good Did, movie, though. You seen it a long time ago? Correct I that, saw, Grant. I, I was going to pull Detroit on you there. I saw it a long time ago, but I was thinking about Detroit when I was watching it, and it was a. Uh, I can't believe that I seen experience. it a long time ago. Seen it. Sounds like you're broadcasting Still from Detroit. Your punishment must be masturbated. Don't send me back. It means <laughs> you're fired. Don't send me back. Well, we're going to have that video this week, right? Yep. The Detroit video. So this joke, anyway, got blown out of proportion. But here's something I do want to talk about. I wrote a column on this, and it was, uh, what's funny, we always notice on social media when things get a lot of clicks and things get a lot of likes and people are there for a long time, but they're afraid to share. 
And when we do things that are politically incorrect, we'll notice that online. So you notice behavioral patterns that conservatives really try and adhere to these rules by which leftists don't abide. Uh, oh, well, this is good, but I just think it'll offend too many people. They'll accuse me of rape. So here's, here's what I was talking about. And I was talking with my good friend, Gerald Morgan, who's on the program quite often about this. And uh, I was accused at one point by a leftist of making a white supremacist argument, which is, of course, absurd. And here's my white supremacist argument. If, someone, if a white supremacist ever made this argument, I'd be very surprised. Justice has to be entirely blind. We have to apply laws entirely equally. Now, this came off of, you know, we've had this week, we've had a rash of kids beating up teachers, black teachers as well, by the way, black students beating up black teachers. And it breaks my heart if you've seen this video. But that's right. That happened this week. It's really sad. It's really sad to see this teacher just getting just, just completely disrespected by these students. And my dad, you know, went to school in Detroit and said it wasn't all that uncommon um, as far as a disrespect for authority in, in urban schools. So I was talking with my friend and he said, well, do you think, you know, how do we get to the root of the problem? Do you think they're really only one generation removed to violate, you know, to civil rights violations and the Civil Rights Act? I said, no, they're four generations removed. So, well, no, I mean, those people are retiring now. I said, yeah, but you've got baby boomers, generation X, generation Y, millennials. You're four generations removed. Now, do I, there are people still alive. There are black people still alive today who didn't have the same rights that white people had. Always. And that's true. And conservatives need to recognize that, right? When you're dealing with them. Now, those people generally aren't the ones destroying classrooms and doing Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, targeting cops. So I understand that when dealing with those individuals, when talking with them, understanding it. It's not okay to use that to head down the trail as an excuse for kids right now who are acting out and blaming it on that. So, so it's not. And at a, here's the thing. Happened in the 60s. We corrected it. Are there individual racists? Yes. There's a black president right now. But at a certain point, when the playing field has been leveled, we either believe in the Constitution, you either believe in the law, or you don't. You apply it equally. Now, let's just use immigration, for example. If we, if we enforce just the immigration laws that we have on the books right now, if we just start enforcing our actual laws, Will it disproportionately affect Mexicans? Of course it will disproportionately affect Mexicans. But that doesn't mean that we're applying the laws differently to them than we would illegal Italians or illegal Germans. They're just not coming over the border in record numbers due to a geographical advantage. Now, if we enforce crime the same across the board, you break the law, you break the law, you're in prison. Will it disproportionately affect members of the black community? Of course because right now there's a real problem with crime in the black community. Now you can find out the reason for it. 67% fatherless household might have something to do with it, considering it's the biggest economic indicator you have of future success, wealth, growth, whether you go to school, whether you commit a crime, whether you end up in prison. But that doesn't make the law racist. It's not my job to find out, as Lady Liberty, it's not my job to find out why you're breaking the law. It's my job to apply it equally. And, and, and if you stay that course, eventually things become fair. When Barack Obama gets up this week and he talks about prisoners' rights, when Barack Obama, when, we, when someone says, for example, 
We, we, we have an epidemic, a disproportionate amount of black men in prisons. At first, that sounds bad. But then I look down the list. I go, okay, did he commit this felony? Did he commit this arson? Did he commit this murder? Yeah, I'm okay with him in prison. I'm also okay with a neo-Nazi in prison, right next to him, with the horns tattooed on his forehead, doing squats with his girlfriend on his shoulders next to the, uh, the stall in his, in his, in his uh, one bedroom. I'm okay with that. I'm not concerned with the amount of colors in prison, whether it's brown, white, red, or black. Red is Native American. That's the Native American reds. We can't say that. That was the closest thing to racism I just said. You apply the law, you believe in it, or you don't. And the problem with the left right now is they want to say, well, why is this group breaking the law? Well, why are they breaking uh, the immigration laws? Why are they coming here illegally? Be sympathetic to the... No, no, I'm not sympathetic to the fact that you're coming from a crappy, crappy, terrible culture. Mexico is a horrible country that with a terrible... You're being racist. No, I'm being culturalist, if you want to call it that. Of course, they say in post-racist modern America, no one is really racist. It's all about culture. Mexico has a terrible culture. It's an awful culture. Now, what do you mean, Stephen, by bad culture? I mean less than. I mean inferior. I mean they're leaving their country in droves to come to the United States because it sucks. Because Mexico is an awful place to live. It's a violent horrible, filthy hellhole. That's what I'm saying about Mexican culture. Oh my gosh, we're almost out of time. Uh, I guess we'll have to come back to this point. We have Dave Rubin coming up. This is a lead-in for him. Dave Rubin coming up after this break. Love you, Louder with Crowder. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news, videos, and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's, it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of laughs. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How, how do you get in this room? Cold, hard in? cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fundip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. You're listening to L L Louder with Crowder. Louder with Crowder. guest he does not agree with me on a whole lot but we found some common ground on uh, big milo's whole uh, web show you can watch his show ruben report is it rubenreport.tv in youtube so i have that rubenreport.com aura.tv slash rubenreport youtube.com slash rubenreport okay hold on now dave rubin.tv that's okay now you just go, go quiet as i go show. we introduce Dave Rubin, like you haven't heard from him yet. Uh, there's so many different websites, but like you said, he's, he's got, you know, Rubin Report. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Crowder, it's good to be with you. We've been uh, we've been sort of in the same circles for a while, and people said I, I should talk to this Crowder guy, and then <laughs> it appeared. And then I'm sure you got comments immediately following that, like, do not talk to this Crowder guy. That's how the internet works. There was a lot of do not talk to him, don't like him, disagree with him on everything. I'll watch this one thing back. Yes, hold on one second here. I believe we're having some audio Not gay, Jared? Are they working? Because I'm hearing him dip out. 
No, we're fine. All right, sorry. Yeah, you know, that's how it works online. And it's funny for people who are listening who don't really know, you would line up more to the left, atheist. I don't think I'm outing you uh, as a uh, as one of the gays. <laughs> and uh, I line up more yeah. to the right. But you've come out against these sort of social justice warrior leftists now, the progressives who are really trying to, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like you've recognized that they're clamping down on speech, that they don't believe in an open form of ideas. How, how new has this progression been for you, and why have you sort of taken up that mantle? Yeah, well, first off, let's call them what they are, which is regressives, not progressives, right? right. They're not for progress anymore. They're actually for regression. That's what they're actually doing. Um, yeah, I come from the left, so it, it hugely saddens me to, to know what's going on right now because these are my guys, and that's why I've been so outspoken about it. Because if someone on the right says something crazy, that's for you to deal with. You know what I mean? Like I can I can talk about it, but that's your home team and that's for you to deal with. And the way I've seen my side, the left, go bonkers about free speech and political correctness and everyone they disagree with is a racist and a homophobe and a sexist. And it's just it's dumbing down dialogue to such a point where we're we're getting, you know, on one hand I have hope. I have hope that we're getting to a tipping point where you know, guys like us who probably don't agree on a lot of things can talk about this. Right. Hopefully we tip that way. We tip towards uh, conversation. Right. But I also think there could be a tipping point where these guys break everything down to the point and identity politics breaks everything down to the point where all we do is fight. Right. And we've got enough of that already between everyone on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, my awakening really, it was a couple things. It started with the Charlie Hebdo thing, which I think was last, it's almost a year now. It was about 10 months ago. I think it was in January. Right. And I saw guys on my side who were more concerned about political correctness and were more upset by cartoons than the actual 12 dead cartoonists. So that was like the first piece of it for me where I really right. thought, wow, we're really doing something backwards here. And then, and then a bunch of other things happened. And then, but the real defining moment and what I think was really the seminal moment for a lot of people was the night that uh, Sam Harris was on Real Time with Bill Maher and got into the big fight with, uh, with Batman, with Ben uh... Affleck. And Affleck called them, called them gross and racist. And, you know, Bill Maher especially, forget Sam for a second. You know, I told Sam when I sat down with him, I didn't even really know who he was. I'm not even sure if I was following him on Twitter that night. I, had, I wasn't a fanboy of him or anything like that. And here I saw like a clean, clear, lucid guy explaining some polls and explaining the circles, the difference between religion and ideology and people. And Bill Maher, who I'm sure you disagree with on probably everything, but Bill Maher, who stands for every liberal principle ever, right? Yeah. So for him to be late racist, you know, the next day, what really, what really culminated, what really crystallized it for me was that the next day in all of the, of the sites, media, all the media sites, they were all saying, you know, uh, Sam Harris and Bill Maher are racist, or are Sam Harris and Bill Maher racist? Or right. And it's like, Bill Maher had never been called racist before. He has stood for every other. Yeah, but he called ever, all conservatives you know? racist for a really long time. So with Sam Harris, I give him some leeway, but Bill sure. Maher's whole thing was the Tea Party is racist. People are only calling Barack Obama socialist because they can't use the N-word. And then his audience claps like a bunch of trained seals. Whereas now, 
you've got Bernie Sanders, you've got Seth MacFarlane, uh, them coming out saying, we are European socialists. And as someone who was raised in socialism in Quebec, I was like, oh yeah, no, Barack Obama's policies, are, they're, they're socialists. It's not a dirty word where I come from. We have liberals, liberal separatists, and socialists. So it was part of the political vernacular. So with Bill Maher, yeah, I, I think that if right. you were to go back now, and he were to make religious now, he would focus a lot more on Islam mm-hmm. than he did. Because I think that backlash changes well, that- yeah, well, that's the funny thing. You know, if you if you watch that or if you just know the breadth of his work, this guy has spent far more time actually on Christianity, right? Because sure. he lives in a Christian nation, so he's always fighting the power there. So he spent far more time on that. No one ever called him a Christianophobe, right? He right. relentlessly mocked Orthodox Jews in that movie. No one said he was a Jewophobe. So, you know, it's it's this meme of Islamophobia, and we have to be able to separate ideas from people. I have nothing against Muslim people. But there is a doctrine out there, which is just written word that has some pretty bad in it, and it's being used for bad reasons to do things that liberals should be against chucking gays off the roofs of buildings in Syria and Iran. I'm pretty sure that's uh, not a liberal principle. No, I know. You'd be safe, though, because they really just chuck you off a roof if you have a lisp. There's no actual legal recourse for (laughs) for like like what what are your sexual practices? They just see you're like, is he sashaying across the desert? Yeah, we throw him. Um, he's not really gay. <laughs> he's not really gay. Ah, it's not gay if he's 12. That's the whole rule over there. Uh, yeah. Of course, people are going to get mad. No, listen, it's it's a real problem, and I've talked about this for a long time. Obviously, listen, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm more conservative. Conservatives would call me libertarian. Libertarians would call me conservative just because of my personal values. Um, but I've tried to be consistent mm-hmm. with it. And I've always said I do not have a problem. I, why don't you make fun of – I mean, I make fun of Scientology and their sort of volcanic overlords. I think it's funny. But I don't really go after Buddhism, Scientology as much, um, even Mormonism, with which I really disagree, because they're, they're not killing people in record numbers. And I'm not talking, you know, 12 members like a Westboro Baptist Church. That's one thing we pointed to a lot. And if you look on YouTube, you see these sort of liberal sides. They, they spend so much time on Westboro Baptist. There's 15 members, 12 of which are family yeah. to the founder. There are hundreds of millions of Muslims who believe you deserve to die for converting or that women need four witnesses to prove it. Hundreds of millions of Muslims. Um, and we have yeah, to so turn a blind eye to Baptist it. Church is a great example. Right. Yeah, so that's a great example because the Westboro Baptist Church, everyone knows it's nothing. It has no influence. It is an absolute joke. It right. is not considered mainstream or even decent or anything by any standard. But everyone on the left will grab on anything they say and say, ah, Christians. Do you get their press releases? The Westboro Baptists, all they do is send out press releases. Do you do you ever get them? Oh, really? No, No, not on that list. No, well, the one of my home station there in Detroit, they just send it out to all like traditional radio. So I don't get them personally, but but wham over there, they were like, oh, just constant pressers, constant pressers. And liberals are just like, see, this is emblematic of Christians. Let's ignore the hundreds of millions of, of Muslims. And like you said, listen, it doesn't mean you hate Muslim people. This is what I've said. Not all, you know, not all Christians are perfect. Of course not. Even if you don't believe in the historical figure of Jesus, the idea of Jesus was. Good guy. Regardless of whether you think he's a someone who existed or not. Um, not every Muslim is a terrorist. Of course not. No, of course not. Muhammad was. He was. And he instructed people to do that. And that's politically incorrect to say, and I've been saying that for years. I mean, he, he's decapitated Christians and Jews. His last words were calling for the Christi- deaths and Christ- of Christians and Jews. Does it mean that that's all he did? No, maybe he did some good stuff. But people get really, really uptight if you start uh, bringing that up. And Ben Affleck, I was just, you can't stand Ben Affleck. I won't speak for you, but you must have just wanted to, you must have wanted to um, punch him. 
and his bat face. Well, I, yeah. First off, I don't even know that I can go see that next Batman movie just because I hate him so much now. Um, <laughs> look, I, Matt Damon is Robin. Is that what's going on? Know, <laughs> look, I thank him because he caused, he really did cause my awakening by being such an over-the-top buffoon. Look, let's put it this way. If you were arguing with someone, forget even on your radio show, but if you were arguing at a bar, you met somebody that you disagreed with on everything, right? Yeah. You're really into it, into it with this guy. It would take you more than a minute to call him racist, right? You know, virtually, it would take, no, just anybody. Oh, you anybody. Just met yeah, anybody yeah. and you were arguing. It would, and the fact that he went in and within a minute threw out the racist canard shows you that there was some, you know, there was some sort of, uh, there was a play there. There was a move that went beyond, you know, just casual conversation. Yeah. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to get too hung up on him. Um, no, but, but let me ask you I this. Let me ask about... you this point blank, seriously. Yeah. Before your awakening, yeah. were you a part of the the sort of mass of leftists who said the Tea Party was racist? Um, listen, I would welcome any of your viewers uh, and listeners to go to every video I've ever done. I, it's pretty rare that I would throw around the racist, okay. the word. I can't say. I can't say that I never said that there weren't racist leanings in the Tea Party or something like that. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I never, even before this awakening, I never was one of those people that tried to to do that. You know, I'm a firm, look, you could be against abortion. I don't think that means you hate women. You know what I mean? Like, of course not. this is, again, this is stuff that's coming, uh, this is stuff that's coming from the left. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And I never was, was that deep in. I've always considered my, you know, I have a lot of libertarian beliefs too. So I've always considered myself a little more. That just means you want to do drugs. Centrist. Well, I can't deny that. Yeah, that's what it means. When liberals say, the, yeah, that was like Bill Maher. He used to claim to be a libertarian for years. And people go, well, Stephen, you're so much more. When I would do all the tests, they go, you're libertarian. Why don't you claim it? I would say, well, because Glenn Beck, Greg Gutfeld, and Bill Maher all claim to be libertarian. So you do the math. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, bitcoins and hacking. Is yes, Bitcoins, Milo, hacking, and pot. Pot, is what Milo, Milo says. Um, well, do you think well, that maybe look, it's just you're not it. hateful? Do you think that's what it is? Because it seems like, I will say this, and you get some elements of it, I would say, on the far, far right, of course. But I certainly feel like mainstream leftism right now, because mainstream is trigger warning. Mainstream is accusing conservatives of being racist. Mainstream is hands off my uterus. Mm -hmm. Mainstream leftism just seems to be much more vitriolic and closed-minded right now. Not saying that's always the case. And you just don't seem like that angry of a person. You think that might be a part of it? Listen, I got shit to be angry about, you know what I mean? Like, I did stand up in New York City for about 14 years. If you're not an angry, crazed, whack job doing that, then I, I don't know what it is. But I guess, it does, listen, I believe that people can believe different things in me and be as principled as I am, you know? Right. And that's what we're so sorely lacking, you know what I mean? Like, let's argue about some stuff here. So let's go to some stuff that we disagree sure. on. But I believe, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure by the end of it, I'll... <laughs> I'm pretty sure by the end, I'll still believe that you're, you're principled in your beliefs. And that's the type of stuff that I, I just don't see out of that side. And, uh, and I want to bring them back, but I don't know. But as for tolerance, you know, I, I don't know which side is really worse in the scheme of things. Look, you've had, you've had Mike Huckabee on. Uh, I once debated him about that whole idiotic Chick-fil-A thing. Um, you know, he puts out a ton of, of really pretty gross stuff about gay people. Nobody wants to talk about the gay thing anymore. It's over. You know what I mean? I'm married. Big damn deal. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? I, I do the same shit that you do at the end of the day. And by talking about that and making those people the other, 
it, it that there's hate there too. So okay. we shouldn't make well, it. Well, I want to touch like on that when you get back exclusive. so that way we can uh we can yeah. uh, trade some some barbs and make it more interesting because apparently it can't be friendly for Mr. Ruben. Uh we're going to go to our evil capitalist sponsor Overlords for this right-wing program. Uh of course, ladderwithcrider.com for those who want to hit the extended interview. Stay tuned or we'll chuck a gay guy off a roof. This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. When asked for further comment on his incorrect prediction of the 2014 melting of the ice caps, Al Gore pushed his prediction to 3014. When pressed on the issue, he said, like totally, he always meant to say 3014. In which point he rode off in his private jet for a meeting with the board at Apple. This has been breaking news. I'm very mobile. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. This is louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to We are back with Senor. Dave Rubin, because this is a multicultural program. Uh, Rubin Report, you can find it at RubenReport.com or watch him on YouTube. And you were saying before this, so, okay, so my example of, right, the sort of hateful left is pretty much all of the entertainment industry, pretty much all of higher education right now, Tumblr, uh, a huge portion of Reddit, trigger warnings, free speech police. Yours was Huckabee. So, and I did have him on the show. Now, I like Governor Huckabee. He's a nice guy. If you've ever dealt with him, he's a really, really nice guy. Um, I'm not saying that he's my – I don't endorse any candidate. You said he puts out some really gross stuff about gay people. So what is it, for example, that you would say someone like a Governor Huckabee would say about gay people that would be on par with, you know, you're a racist for being against Barack Obama or you're a rapist for not supporting Lena Dunham? Right. So, well, look, I'm not going to defend anyone that uses, you know, just throws out the racist canard, as I said. Before. But that's mainstream but leftism, that's is my point. Word. Right, right. Sure. So, and, I, and again, I'm not going to defend that because I'm on board all okay. of that stuff. But, but it's, just a, it's just a word, however damaging it is. It's just a word when mm-hmm. you say that. What Mike Huckabee is doing, Mike Huckabee is using the Bible. But look, I don't think Mike Huckabee is truly running for president right now. I think he's running to be the president of the Christian conservative wing of that party. And that's. That's fine. I don't think he's really believing that he can win the presidency, whatever. Um, But look, the Supreme Court decided equal protection under the law. The the ship has sailed. So when something happens like this Kim Davis thing and he implies that she shouldn't follow a law that goes against her conscience, that's not that has nothing to do with how the Constitution works. So you as a conservative. Right. But neither did the Supreme Court decision. We know that you can concede that for starting. No, but the Supreme Court. Concede what? Well, okay, let's start with this. Tell me how the Supreme Court has the uh, authority to create laws. Well, it, they, it was on equal protection of the law. It was the equal protection clause. So they didn't create a law. It was equal protection. We should well, they went and they tried protection. to find the well, idea. Whatever. Let's, let's, but, right, but my, my point is, it is there is a legitimate case, and it's made by many not-Christian libertarians, that... Um, I mean, listen, Schoolhouse Rock, go back to three, three branches of government for a reason. Supreme Court does not have the power to create laws. Now, they can argue that they were basically 
going through a clause and saying, well, it's equal protection, so it's not creating a law, it's recognizing a law. Um, that's not what happened. And certainly if you contrast yeah. it with a health care mandate with some of the other things they've done, which I think we would all agree are very authoritarian, that is a legitimate argument to be made whether you agree with it or not. Just like your argument is legitimate that once it is law, if you work for the government, that's very different from working for a private business. And, and I'll, I've conceded that many times yeah. with Kim Davis. Um, the problem is the law was changed after she signed up. She signed up for a contract that was changed. And I, I think that's what Huckabee was more concerned about. Right. So, OK, so let's not get hung up on the on the Supreme Court stuff. My, my point with Huckabee would be that at this point, as a conservative, you as a conservative, yeah. I would venture to say that by gay marriage becoming legal, uh, did it affect your marriage in any way? Did it? Because uh, that's what they always say. It's going to ruin the institution of marriage. I mean, all of this. I've never stuff heard anyone say that. Not though. True. I've never heard Huckabee say that. But they do say that. I, I'm, I'm sure you can find quotes of Huckabee saying that or something to that effect. No, I think that's all of these. No, I think that's beneath you. I don't think that's a genuine argument. And that's not an argument that, listen, I listen, come from. Should, go ahead. You no, know, well, listen, shouldn't you as a conservative, if, if you were a true conservative or anyone that's a true conservative, you would want small government and you would. And by small government, that means you would not care. You should not care what a person does sure. with their private life. So if two men enter a legal binding contract that's of the same validity as a man and a woman who can, that would be the true conservative well hold on a second let me, let me give you a couple of yeah couple, some conservatives saying that a couple of problems obviously making that argument you don't believe in limited government in most capacities so that's an argument that's really just being used against conservatives to point out a hypocrisy i understand it but let's be honest about that because you don't care about limited government that's okay i understand that that's your worldview um but then we have to go to no, no, i do i'm not I, i'm not one of the deep off of the deep end liberals so so I do. I okay. Do. So but you would. Okay. So you would. You are against the Affordable Care Act. You would be against the progressive tax code that, like Bernie Sanders, like there, you could not, in clear conscience, vote for a Bernie Sanders or a Hillary Clinton. Then. Uh, then well, you're extreme I, left, in my opinion. Then you're extreme left, in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, Bernie Sanders, ninety percent tax, seventy percent tax up there. How can you say you're anti-authoritarian when it comes to speech, but somehow it's totally okay to be authoritarian when it comes to dictating the amount of success someone can earn? I just don't. Well, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Well, first, well, well, first, I don't know that you can put Hillary and, and Bernie in the same thing with the taxes because it's a little unclear to me if she's even said anything about taxes. Not well, she's that I too busy killing guys. Says. Uh, <laughs> right. So the Bernie thing is different. I, I like Bernie's heart. I really do. Um, but I don't. Can we pay for this stuff? I, I honestly, I don't know. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is important. So you're not an extreme leftist. It doesn't, I'm not talking about the pragmatic. Do you, do you believe that Mm -hmm. somehow it is more morally justifiable from an anti-authoritarian standpoint, which you claim to believe for a progressive tax code that takes away two thirds of what somebody earns? So I believe you can have a progressive tax code that doesn't uh, attack you for being successful. I think there's ways. Look, I'm not, when they say, you know, the, it's the 99% versus the 1%, it's a, it's a really silly argument to demonize the 1% the way we do, because if you're in the 1%, it's from a lot of studies, it sounds like you could make around 400 grand a year. Now, yeah. I don't make 400 grand a year. I don't know how, I don't know how much you make, but I wish I made 400 grand. Well, you a year. don't know. We have our um, secret cis that- straight patriarchy meetings and we all make more on the dollar than the gay oh, dudes. So yeah, I'm doing guys, better. I know you guys all make but my point is, at four hundred grand, you are not pulling any strings in the government. No. You have no influence. You know what I mean? What we're really talking about is the point one percent. So believe me, I get it about 
uh, the, the, some of the language that's being used by the left on all this stuff. As for the progressive tax, I think there is a way to tax without totally burdening, uh, without totally stifling success. Let's put it that way. Okay. But I, as a general rule, I don't think I, I don't have a problem with the people that make. If you make ten million dollars and you're taxed at a slightly higher percentage, I, I have no problem with that. Right. They're already taxed in half, though, at least more than half. So really, we're talking about going to 70, 90 percent. But there's also, there's also a trillion loopholes and all that kind of stuff. Looking at the, the top 10% has 73% of all taxes, only earning about 40% of the income, and top 10% is 150,000 a year or more. I think it's really people who are really getting screwed are uh, the 100,000 heirs right now, which are most small business owners. But we're making some good headway. Let's keep some momentum going. We'll go into the web extended version keep it going, keep it going. with crazy extremist gay Dave Rubin, but we love him. <laughs> RubinReport.com. Stay tuned. Lighter with Crowder. You're listening to Louder with Crowder. Follow Stephen on Twitter at S. Crowder. Oh, hey, Lyle. Didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to SimplifiedWine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get the call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. You're a strange animal. That's what I know. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. So glad to be back. Second hour. Uh, Dave Rubin. Good cool guy. He was, guy. Uh, you know, disagree with him on nearly everything. Nearly all things possible, but extended is good. People should really check out the... Uh, the extended the cut. Extended yeah, the extended cut. cut goes really long online and people can listen to it and hear us talk about a lot of things. You, you know, the one thing I will say with, with Dave, we were talking about this. You know, he worked at Young Turks. He was really entrenched in the progressive left. So regardless of where you line up and if you think he's wrong or, or I disagree with him entirely, that is a tough step to take. And we talk, we'll talk about it in the web extended version. You know, for me to take some unpopular positions, which I do, for, I'm more libertarian in a lot of ways, not a Trump guy, which is obviously unpopular right now. It's not that hard in the conservative movement to step out and have a different point of view. Because they're so, I mean, just look at the stage. You've got Rand Paul, who's all about that cannabis oil. You've got Warhawk Chris Christie. You've got sort of more centrists in Jeb Bush. And uh, and then kind of more to the right Rubio, constitutionalists like Ted Cruz. So you've got this huge, I mean, selection, a very, very varied menu. From the left, there's one way to think. So it's, it's a lot harder for someone like him in his career 
as someone who really made his career being on the left to step out. You don't make a lot of friends. I don't imagine doing that. No, you don't. Well, it's, you know, it's definitely harder for me to become a conservative in the, in the entertainment industry. Sure. But for him, he's effectively doing the same thing by parting ways with the left on, on freedom of speech and authoritarianism. He might as well be doing the same thing. So that's a tough thing to do. And, and, even if you disagree with someone, you have to respect someone taking a, a difficult position. So I do. And we'll talk about that more. And you can kind of hear as we go to the web extended version, you can kind of hear as these leftists, they're waking up a little bit and they're going, well, hold on a second. I do believe in free speech. Hold on a second. I don't believe in, in this going that, that we're, we're going way far off the rails. But you can hear them sort of thinking out loud their positions that they haven't really thought of before. You know, Dave Rubin was also a comedian. When you ask him about the Bruce Caitlyn Jenner thing, it's, well, I think we should all be nice. Um, but, you know, we've gone and they they don't know yet because this narrative of hate versus love, of racism versus tolerance is exactly what has been sold to them. And they bought into it. Now they're realizing it. They're probably seeing, I think, the end game of this all, where it's all going. You know what I mean? I right. Mean, they're seeing like, oh. If we keep going down this, I see where I see where the end of the trail, and it's not pretty. It's not a great place to be. Right, you end up like Denmark. Yep, which is which is so funny. I just love the fact that, and I don't love collapse of any country, but I love the fact that Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton have always pointed to the ultra white Scandinavian socialist countries as examples of success. And man, that whole area of the world is in turmoil right now. With I still see I still see people see people sharing memes all the time about. Denmark, happiest country on earth. We should follow. Like they're all antidepressants. What you, <laughs> of course, they're happy. They're all on antidepressants. They're uh, you know in Sweden you have half of able-bodied men or some astronomical number who don't work. You have uh, an incredible immigration problem right now, and women are now being raped in droves by by refugees coming in there. Except for Finland, they left Finland because it was boring. We talked about that. All right, let's talk about well. Well, actually, actually <laughs> I still think that's just hilarious. It is pretty it's funny. So good. It's pretty sad as well. Comedy gold right there. Here's one thing that, uh, speaking of which, got people really mad. You've heard about this this week? Heard about it. Heard about it. Heard about it. Everyone gets mad at everything now. That's the issue. And when you hear about it, you're like, okay, that was, that was the outrage? I don't know what we're yelling about! All right, I guess I can go along with you. So the CMAs happen, Country Music Awards. And they do this kind of ditty. It's sort of mediocre. Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood, she's there as the eye candy. She's not particularly funny. Brad Paisley is pretty funny. And it's sort of like Billy Crystal did with the Oscars, right? They recap the, the news of the year that's happened in the entertainment industry. So they made a slight, I don't even know if you call it a joke. It was really more of a statement in their song about Caitlyn Jenner. And then the leftist lynch mob went after them. Let me kind of give you, well, let's, you know what, let's just play. Are you ready for the, the hate speech? You ready for the hate let's speech that occurred? Let's hear it. All right, careful. Trigger warning for those of you who are offended by real life. McDonald's breakfasts all day now. Bruce Jenner's a babe now. Babe now. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, that's it. Yeah, there's no more. Uh, Can you believe it? The stabbing wounds. And the tweets. Transphobic CMAs. Can't believe you're making this transphobic joke. The CMA condones transphobia. Just everywhere, people. Okay, here's the big, here's the thing. 
Now, we play Spot the Tranny on the show. We make transgender jokes. We make transsexual jokes. We're okay with it. We make jokes about all races, ethnicities, orientations. I just threatened to chuck Dave Rubin off a roof as a gay guy. I mean, you know, if someone wants to go back through our history, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about that. If ever I ran for office, which won't happen, but sometimes people ask me to, I'm going... If they go and they pull something and say, did you say this? Yeah, and I also said this. I also threatened to throw Dave Rubin off a roof for speaking with a lisp. Like, I, this isn't all serious. This, was a, th this wasn't even a joke. What this was was a statement. And actually, they use the term babe to sort of be jovially complimentary. I wouldn't use the term babe. No. Nah. Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner's not a babe. Here's the thing. People don't like to talk about this. We have to say, oh, Caitlyn Jenner's beautiful. Um, firstly, I think Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, would probably laugh at this. Doesn't strike me as the kind of person to get really offended at this kind of thing. You never hear Caitlyn. Seems like just he, she, it's kind of just along for the ride at this yeah, point. Yeah, at this point. And everyone else is the one who's running it. They're blocking like he's their quarterback. No! What's this? You can't say babe! That's our guy. Girl. They said babe. Girl. So recognizing the transition now is hate speech. They're just saying, Bruce Jenner, now a woman. That's it. Woman with a penis, mind you. But they're saying Bruce Jenner, now a woman. That's their, and they said it in a complimentary way. Babe. They didn't say Bruce Jenner's a whore now. They didn't say Bruce Jenner's an ugly, weird, Broad. Botoxed, broadly shouldered, man voice, porcelain dolled, donagered woman now. They didn't say that. If it were me, listen, if you're a guy, you're a straight, for a, for a transsexual with a, uh, a, a tally whacker, I guess Bruce Jenner looks pretty good. For a woman, Bruce Jenner is horrendously unattractive. No man who's attracted to women looking for a babe would say Bruce Jenner is very attractive. Caitlyn Jenner. Whatever you, sorry, I'm not deliberately trying to offend. I just know the name Bruce Jenner. I'm still getting used to changing the name. No one would say, oh, they'd scan the bar and go, who's that over there? With the 46-inch chest and the 28 waist. Who's that Clark Kent-looking character out there by the, uh, by the fireplace? What's that bulge down his thigh? I really want to get with that babe. Hey, do you see that babe over there in that corner, boy? Buddy boy, that tall, cool glass of water just walked in. Say, I think that's a man. Say, I think you're right. I still think that man's a babe. I mean... My downstairs is still confused. My downstairs is still confused. See? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, th their crime was saying Bruce Jenner is a babe now. So they even used the gender appropriate term. They're saying is a woman. So it's not even like they said Bruce Jenner is a guy who wants to be a woman. Their only crime here was recognizing that a transition happened. And it's been on the cover of Vanity Fair and this, this man-slaughtering transsexual has his, her own reality show. It's something that everyone knows. What are you supposed to, you're just supposed to gloss over it? Because, oh, that's the whole problem is we're supposed to act like it didn't happen. But then you're also supposed to recognize the accomplishments of Caitlyn separate from Bruce. So who won the Olympics? Well, that, that if you say Bruce, well, now you're acknowledging that at one point. It, this is the thing that with the left, they'll say, well, tranny is a hate word. 
right? They'll say, well, you can't say transsexual, it's transgender because we're going to change gender now because biologically you can't change your sex. So now it's transgender. So anything that you, if you say transsexual, that's hate speech. Tranny is hate speech. And then it's, well, if you, if you use masculine pronouns, it's hate speech. Well, does he have a penis? You can't use masculine pronouns. Testicles, penis, no, 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 no. Feminine pronouns. Okay. So all of those things are hate speech. Now we've gotten to the point where it's offensive to even recognize that a fake transition, it's not really a transition. He's still a man. Let's be honest. Still has twigs and berries. Still has male. Uh, come on. But it's hate speech to even recognize that the change has happened. That's the story here. Not, oh, I can't believe everyone. Rah, rah. You know, you're going to hear on conservative radio people saying, oh, Bruce, this is disgusting. No, the point is not where you line up on the transsexual issue. The point is that the left wants to eliminate your speech. This couldn't be a more innocent, benign joke. They probably did the same in Martha Stewart's in jail now. Woo! I have Martha's Egyptian cotton sheet. They got it, Kmart. How dare you? It's just everything is just offensive. Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Had a penis, still has a penis, calls himself a woman. We all go along with it. Fine. But it's funny. Since the beginning of time, a woman with a John Thomas is funny. We'll be back. You know, when people talk about these debates on the Democrat side or the GOP, it's all designed to be a distraction from the issues that really matter. Like right now, an endangered species of mosquito in the Mojave Desert that releases mind control chemical agents when injected into the... Know the facts. We were just, we're going to actually have James, uh, I forgot his name here, James, uh, James Dellingpole at 7.30 to talk about climate change. It's kind of his thing, kind of an expert, so we'll talk about the NASA report. But right now, since we were talking about the Caitlyn Bruce Jenner thing, I have a claim that I can, well, I say nine times out of ten. I don't want to be falsely, I don't want to go dig more. So I can mostly predict um, or call I have good transdar. There's, you know, gaydar. I have a great transdar. So I, I, Jared hasn't stumped me yet. It's time to play. It's going to happen today. It's going to happen. We're going to play. You can play along on Twitter with us live if you're listening to the podcast next time we do this. We're going to play Spot the Tranny. Let's go. And now, live from Transylvania, it's time to play Spot the Tranny. It's expensive to hire those voiceover artists. So the rules, we're going to tweet out, Jared has access to my Twitter, which I'm not comfortable with. We're going to tweet out a picture right now 
and then I have to I'll hit refresh. You let me know when you send it, and I have yep. to just determine whether it is a in fact a woman, a man, a woman, or a man, or a transsexual. All right, first one is up. Uh, problem is my Twitter now isn't working. Oh, there we go. Okay, first one is up. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. This is number one. Number one. I feel like this is a trick question. It looks so much like a woman. I don't, I mean. Gotta, gotta give a final answer, buddy. Okay. I'm going to say that's a woman. It's a she. Okay, good. I thought you were going to try and stump uh, me there. Okay. Let's go close. Let's close. Uh, well, okay. you know, because you started off that way. Usually you wouldn't start off with the, the vanilla would. one. All right. Second one is there. Second one is there. Okay. Fresh. Number two. <laughs> I know who that is. That's Matt Krasinski. He was a famous powerlifter who now is. Uh, <laughs> I actually see this. If you go to the Twitter, this is a guy who was a world famous powerlifter named Matt Krasinski. He actually did uh, a lift after him called Croc Rose. And then he just decided up one day he wanted to become a woman, but he still has all the. What's weird is he's done all kinds of steroids. So testosterone, growth hormone. So he's huge. And now he's doing the female hormone. I don't know who he's fooling. I don't know. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. And he, he's uh, not even really trying. I well, mean, you know what, though? That's a perfect example of body dysmorphia. <sighs> Someone who is deliberately putting all those drugs in to get huge. I mean, this guy was massive. You know, looked like a suit, like a, like Bane. And uh, then just took, take that, Why you know, you delusion to something else. I don't know. I don't know. That one I knew already beforehand. You probably uh, didn't know that. All right. All right. Is number three number in there? Three is there. Okay. Number, number three. three. Let's see. All right. Okay. He or she. Got number three here. I'm looking at it on Twitter. You can play along. Oh, you know what? No, that's a he. That is a he. That's a tranny. It's a tranny. You know, and by the way, this is a this is looks like a woman in bikini at first glance. You know how I could tell? Just because um of the way the stomach is distended, the shoulders. And there's obviously been some work done on the nose to make it look more feminine. And the pe- and, and the penis. The penis. The penis. Was <laughs> no, obviously there's none no, here. I was. I was. I, you I were almost it. tricked. I was almost. Well, okay. I w- I was looking up for the picture, so I wasn't tricked. But my downstairs was a little confused when I saw it. I'll say that it's it's, it's a little little bizarre. Well, you know why too? The big thing is that angle, right? It's kind of that that Caitlyn Jenner angle. I looked at it, and I can yeah. see. Okay, why is this arm up and this? It is the angle you would take to try and remove your masculine features because she has her hips hang. He, he has her hip, his hips. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> you can't do yeah, it. it. Angled in a way. So okay, so I'm 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 three for three. Okay, all, all right. right. Next one's there. Next one is in there. Next okay, there. we're going in. Oh no, why are you laughing? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Come on, that's a that's a transgender. She. I don't believe that. It's a, it's a she. I don't believe it's that. A she. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. That poor unfortunate soul. That poor unfortunate soul. Well, there's something going on there. That's not. That wasn't fair. Uh, that's not a healthy. That, that's a wig. Stomp you once. All right. Do we have another one? We have another one. It's yeah. there. All right. It's in there. my timeline. Okay. Hold on a second. All right. Let me hit refresh. And we are playing this live. This is all happening. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the not obvious answer because, no, wait. That's a man. That's a, tr- that's a, tr- that's a tranny. It's a tranny. Okay. You got that one. Got so that one. I'm, I'm one off, but one you, off. Cl- you cheated. 
uh, sort of. You sort of. That's a wig. Sort of. I don't know. And, no, that's a wig. It's something. You can't give me one that's clearly everything is fake, and then I'm supposed to act like. Okay, next one. Next one is there. <laughs> this one has always been up for debate. Always been up. for people who are listening. It's Sarah Jessica Parker. And the, what's, the what's only answer? you what you gotta give an answer. No, well, here's the deal. You don't know the answer. Nobody no. knows the answer. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I think she may be transitioning. Here's the deal. It wouldn't be an issue if people didn't tell us she was the most beautiful woman in America. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I think she may be transitioning to Sea Biscuit. <laughs> We're really That's okay. We have one more. What do you got, Derek? We got one more minute. Is that what I'm seeing? About. This is the last yeah, one. Yeah, okay. One more minute. Last, last one. one. All right. Last one. I'm going to hit refresh. Should be there now. Last one. All right. No, you know what? You're trying to fool me. You're trying to fool me. Here's the thing the obvious answer is yes, that's a man. But I'm wondering if that's a female bodybuilder with all kinds of hormones. Can't tell these days. Can't tell. What I'm going to say woman with hormones. It's a Okay. All right. That was my instinct, but I thought you were trying to fool me. So, uh, this has been the latest installment, of course, of Live from Transylvania. This has been Spotting the Trannies. Follow along at S. Crowder. And you, can, you too, next time, can be a part of this game. It's fun for the whole family, ages six and up. That's, <laughs> that's what it says on the box. It's the box. Or the not box. It depends on which uh, gendered variation of the game you're playing. That's true. That's true. These the rules. The you can rules, play by yourself. You can play it by yourself. You can play with your grandma. All kinds of possibilities. Mother. Tell you better what. Better than Yahtzee, I tell you what. It's better than Yahtzee. Um, but it's also Uno. It's Uno-like because you're constantly reversing directions. Ladder with Crowder will be back with an Englishman to talk about climate change. Jared, what are you doing? Shoot baggage. With what? My AR-15. Where'd you get it? AR-15.com. Oh, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. Thank God for AR-15.com. They have AR-15 and accessories for sale and the best advice there is on the web. Oh, no, there's another one. Kaboom. You got him. Yeah. With your what? AR-15. From where? AR-15.com. That's the best place to go, and that's the takeaway because this commercial's about to stop. I'm a dude. Glad to be back here at the bottom of the hour with uh, our guest, actually surprise guest, who we weren't expecting, but climate expert and executive editor at Breitbart, James Dellingpole, calling from the UK. How are you, sir? Stephen, I'm so excited to be on your show because normally 
I speak to, let's say, the older generation about climate change. And I know that you youngsters are, are, are fervent green believers. You're Gaia worshippers. And I'm sure everyone on your show is going to be horrified by what I'm about to say about the climate. Well, yes, we were raised on Captain Planet. And uh, it's uh, it's a real problem. What I find funny is people, you know, the response we'll get is, well, so you're in disagreement with the scientific community. Science is not governed by consensus, right? It's governed by what's right. And you claim... That you know what's right. So so educate me. Why is this a bunch of hogwash or whatever you say on that side? Of the yeah, well, I have the advantage, Stephen, of not having studied science at university. I'm, a, I'm an English literature major. Oh. And one of the things that we were taught on our English literature course at Oxford, not, not a totally rubbish university, um, was that you could make any case that you liked. Uh, with your difficult professor. But one thing you had to do first, you had to make damn sure that you had evidence to support your argument. And what I've noticed, and what's rather horrified me, because you know how scientists are really kind of bigged up as as these these mysterious men in these white coats, these white lab coats, and they're in their laboratories, and we must respect them as the arbiters of authority. Right. And what I found in my in the 10 years I've been studying this whole climate change thing is that they are not these neutral, dispassionate figures on a on a noble quest for knowledge. A lot of these guys are really much more interested in in keeping tenure, in troughing grants. Uh, and you don't get your grants unless you go with where the money is. And where right. the money is right now and has been for probably 20 or 30 years is the great global... Well, let me kind of, as a media guy too, and you know this, that's what's happened with Donald Trump. So the climate change thing is the media equivalent with Donald Trump, right? If there's a story that's really important, let's say right now on the Republican side, a lot of people don't cover it unless they can tie it into Donald Trump. So it's like, well, uh, this happened with Marco Rubio. Well, no one really cares. No one's going to click it. But this happened with Marco Rubio in relation to Donald Trump, 100 million clicks. And the same thing happens with climate change, right? If I want to study African squirrel nut gathering patterns, eh, we're not going to give you a grant. I want to study it in relation to climate change. What you're saying is that global warming is 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 massive clickbait for the greeners. Yes, yeah. It's somebody calculated uh, in a book earlier this year that the global warming industry is worth 1.5 trillion dollars a year. Now that may be a conservative estimate, but um, you, you've got to think about all the people who who benefit from this. There's the, there's the various university departments which which get raking. Uh, millions of dollars of uh, of funding. You've right. got the whole of the uh, all those companies which benefit from uh, which are which are exposed to solar, which are exposed to uh, wind farms, or what I call um, bat chomping, bird slicing, eco crucifixes, because that's essentially <laughs> what they are. They just trash nature on an epic scale. They they slice and die. Mark Stein calls them the cuisine arts of the of the of the skies, because. <laughs> I always find it puzzling about the environmentalists that, that you, you'd have thought that these guys were supposed to care about nature. So why are they erecting these devices which kill nature uh, on, on, on hilltops? Well, they Don kill. Quixote wasn't entirely wrong. He wasn't. They kill your national bird, for goodness sake. They kill bald eagles. Is that a good thing? I don't think so. Anyway, so you've got this massive, massive industry. And then you, you take a step back. You, you, you do what I believe is very important in any argument. You go back to first principles. Okay, mm -hmm. I accept there may be a theoretical possibility that um, human-created, uh, you know, anthropogenic, 
carbon dioxide, the stuff we create as a, as a byproduct of almost every industrial process on the planet, that this additional carbon dioxide is creating this greenhouse effect, which is warming the planet at a catastrophic and unprecedented level. And then you look back at the evidence and you find that there were periods in the past where there have been much greater increases in, in uh, global warming than there have been in the, in, in the late 20th century. Sure. Uh, you say so you've got the medieval warming period, the Roman warming period, the Minoan war warming period. So climate changes and has changed all the, all the time, which is why I think it's so weird that people like me are called climate change deniers, because we're not denying that climate changes. No one would be that foolish. All we're suggesting is that maybe this theory has been overdone. And so... So yeah, well, and they you know, they trot out this this completely BS, completely debunked. Ninety seven percent of scientists agree. Um, yeah. Someone actually did the math on it, so it goes back to really two two studies. Um, in which case, you were basically reduced out of the study. You were taken out of the study if you didn't answer the questions correctly, meaning that you already believed in climate change. But there's a petition with thirty thousand scientists saying they think that it's it's complete BS. Now, I think three thousand of them are atmospheric scientists, the kind that would be qualified to discuss it. There are only eleven thousand in the United States, so already you have double-digit percentage of atmospheric scientists who think it's bunk, who've actively signed a petition. And that's something that nobody talks about because it's a lot easier to say, no, 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 silence, silence. The really smart people agree with me, even if it's not the case. Yeah. And can I just say that had I been sent that survey, um, the one that yielded this marvelous 97% figure, I would have been one of the 97% because the questions were, were couched in such a way as, do you believe that humans are contributing to climate change? Well, yeah, on, a, on an infinitesimal scale. Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, even, even our beef cattle and our dairy cattle, the, the methane that their farts produce, that contributes to, to climate change. So that's, that, that, you could argue, is part of anthropogenic of global warming and so on and so forth. But... Uh, it is not this magic number which totally destroys the arguments of the evil deniers. No, not not a bit. It's it's a it's a propaganda. Let me artifact, ask you this: Nothing more. What do they have to do with the NASA report? Now that we talked about that earlier today. You know, oh, uh, yeah. uh, hundreds of billions of tons of net gain. It's slowed down to 82 billion tons a year. Worst case scenario, worst case scenario in about 30 something years, we might begin to see net losses and then another 30 years to get back to just where we are today, let alone yeah. 1992 levels. W what do you think they'll make of this? Well, I think that these guys are very unhappy. Uh, Jay Zavalli, the guy from NASA who produced this report, had to issue this little disclaimer saying, I do not want climate change skeptics to draw any consolation from this, from the, from right. this, this, this study of mine. Well, I'm afraid, I, I'm sorry, speaking on behalf of the global climate skeptic community, I say we're laughing our socks off at this. Uh, because after all, let's not forget that... that that over the last 20 years, the Antarctic has been one of the poster children for the the world is doomed and it's all our fault movement. Um, well, obviously, we've got the, the the North Pole, the Arctic, where the ice caps have been have been melting. Although since they've 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 shown signs of of recovering, if if you want want the North Pole to be colder, I'm not sure we necessarily do, but but let, let's forget that. I'd be but, fine if all polar bears died tomorrow. Continue. <laughs> 
they're mur- they're murderers. They're the only animals. Did you know this? Like they're the only bears that m- actually stalk humans. They look at a small Alaskan town or they see some I, Inuits and they go, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna do this. You are totally a man after my own heart. I once went on this amazing freebie up to the Arctic Circle, and we all got given our personal skidoo, and we drove for 300 miles round the round the uh, Svalbard Peninsula in search of these deadly polar bears. I didn't see one actually, but there were signs everywhere, and actually, only a few weeks before, I think, somebody had been eaten by a polar bear. And there was there was a t- terrible, tragic story uh, a couple of years ago about this this party of school children uh, um, who were camp- camping on an adventure trip up there. And this boy um, who goes to the same school as my boy uh, goes to got eaten by, by a polar bear. Uh, uh, they are evil. Polar bears and, and I would say estuarine crocodiles. Sort yes. Of cro- well, with the polar the- bear, well, what the problem is with the polar bears, the kid showed up thinking he was going to get a Coca-Cola classic and instead was disemboweled across the Alaskan tundra. Yeah, they are. Okay, so they are. We don't care about. But let's go back to the Antarctic, where, of course, the polar bears don't live. Right. We've been told by the Greenies that, yes, the Antarctic is melting. And the one that they've really majored on is this thing called the West Antarctic ice sheet. This apparently has been collapsing into the sea for many, many years. And soon and soon it has been alleged or implied, at least there will be no Antarctica left. You've got to remember that this is a vast continent, even bigger than than Europe. Well, I suppose Europe's quite a a weenie place for you Americans. Um, And uh, Antarctica, um, uh, I'm I'm losing my track here. Um, Yeah. um, On a continent that size, where the temperatures can go down to, what, an average of minus 50 in the the winter, you cannot put... um, uh, weather stations on any kind of comprehensive scale because people manning those stations would just die, basically. Right. And then so, the polar bears would would destroy them as well. There's all kinds of problems. Though. If polar bears lived in the Antarctic, they would, but you've only got penguins. Now, you're, you're putting... Well, I, I think that's a conspiracy. I don't, blo- I don't buy it. Anywhere there's ice, I think there are polar bears. I think they're just laying low. It's a coup. I, I'll tell you what there are in the Antarctic. There are leopard, leopard seals. And leopard seals. Well, and what was that film? Was that um, the one about the, the horrible one about the penguin, the cartoon penguin? What oh, was that? oh, Happy Feet, Happy Feet. I hated that film. Weren't that? I think there were, may have been leopard seals in that. Well, you know who's worse? The penguins. Do you know how the penguins check the water for seals? Um, okay, let me they, explain it to you. They find the nearest penguin to the edge and they shove him off the iceberg, which is horrible for that penguin if there's a seal, but even more awkward if it. If there isn't, because he has to come back on. It's like, what the hell? And they're like, well, we just had to check. So that's what they do. They just toss you in. So penguins are evil too, even more evil and deadly than the polar bears. Well, that's another reason why we would like the Antarctic to melt. But tragically, the Antarctic is not melting. It's growing at the rate of about, well, let's average it out, about 100 billion tons. That's quite a lot. Uh, 100 billion tons of ice each year. And by the way, that stuff I mentioned about the West Antarctic ice sheet, there was a team from the University of Texas that went out there a couple of years ago. And what they found is that the reason this stuff is melting is because underneath this ice sheet are these volcanoes. Now, I'm sorry, but these volcanoes are not man-made. 
Um, I don't believe in that conspiracy theory. They're nothing to do with industrial Well, it depends. So, Unless you're talking about the cinematic classic with Tommy Lee Jones' Volcano from 1998, which ran opposite Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. That was quite the box office battle. Men can make volcanoes. My apologies. Yeah, and also they make very good lairs for baddies, don't they? If you're thinking back more my generation, Dr. No. This is true. This yeah. is true. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, they also make for good Disney shorts. Mm. So, so as you can see, um, this is these are not good times for the climate alarmists, especially not given that they've got this massive conference coming up, the UN climate conference in 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 Paris, when when the world's global environmental elite, elite I don't know whether Obama's going, he might be. He's very, I mean, after all, he has staked his presidency on 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 combating climate change. Good luck with that, Mr. President. Um, so they're all going to fly out to Paris. With, uh, in, a, in a climate, as it were, where the Antarctic um, is not melting. You've gone uh, about 30 seconds, so uh, we'll bring you on to the... You know what? Let's do this. Let's bring you on to the next segment so we can finish this, because I went to the Cancun Climate Summit and uh, saw Ted Turner's speech supporting the China's one-child policy. My opinion is, if communist China does it, maybe let's go another direction. But I'm not entirely sure. We will be back with... English James after this. Lotto with Crowder. Stay tuned. back with our guest only a couple more minutes with james dillingpole executive editor at breitbart okay so before we left you were talking about the climate summit I, it's taking place in paris this year yeah i mean these people are really hair shirt people they care so much about the world that they choose the real uh low rent divey venues for their conferences copenhagen i was there in cancun and now paris <laughs> Yeah, no one wants to go to Cancun. Is it? I mean, it's famously horrible. Wasn't? Am I right in thinking that when Cancun the conference took place, it had the record low temperatures for Mexico? It was like, yeah, yeah, it was. And they had all flown in too, you know, for Cancun because apparently they can't do this by Skype. And what happened? I went there, and Cancun is just, you know, it's I don't, it's like Disney World. It's just, it's just resort, 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 booze cruise. You know, you don't really, it's everything looks the same. And so I actually went out to a village, maybe 10 miles from where these resorts were, and people were living with mud floors. They were putting an ironing board over a trash bin and lighting fire to basically use it to hook, cook up beans. And we did the math on just how much the proposed energy solutions at the Cancun Climate Summit would hurt them. It doesn't hurt 
I mean, you pay way more for gas than we do in the United States over there in the UK, but it doesn't hurt us as badly to fill up our car as it hurts these people who die if they can't get cheap energy. And right now yeah. the cheapest energy is gas. And when you tell them, well, use solar. So that, that, that's the big irony is they, they always hurt the, 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 the poorer classes. They always hurt the third world countries with their policies because they haven't had their chance to enjoy the technology boom yet. And that was the story when I went to Cancun. Oh, totally. I, I, and I, I, I read a book about this a few years ago called Watermelons. Um, and, uh, uh, the conclusion I reached fairly quickly from studying the key texts of the environmental movement is these people really don't like poor people. They want, they basically want to stop them having children. They want to stop them having an economic future. They don't want the Chinese to have cars. They don't want. Well, I don't want the have... Chinese to have cars. <laughs> right. I, get, I cut them a wide swath, my friend. Better than tanks, though, surely. I mean, they, <laughs> oh, God. They have, Maybe if they have cars, they won't have tanks. That's the thing. I mean, what, you know, why is there so much misery in the Middle East at the moment? These people have nothing. They have no future. They have no joy. They have no sex. That's why they want to kill us all. I think we need to bribe these people with, with Coca-Cola and fridges and cars, and then they'll leave us alone. I don't – well, I think they're having plenty of sex. It just happens to be with little boys. <laughs> yeah, what's that? A lot of very non-consensual. Oh, yeah, sex. but you know, let's not but talk about that when championing against rape culture. Let's not talk about needing four witnesses in a Sharia court to verify. I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, well, uh, the Middle East is a whole other thing. But you're right; they do. They absolutely do hate poor people. The solution, let's, you know, I always say, take an extreme example, right, to make and then scale it back. So, what's the extreme? What's the perfect solution? to stop the global warming pandemic if you buy into all of their, their, their premises, right? The solution is kill people. And then you have people like we've had on Lear Keith who actually believe in exterminating people. Now let's scale it back. You have China who just changed their one-child policy. When I was in Cancun, Ted Turner actually endorsed a one-child policy for the United States. So you have the extreme with left, and you don't have to scale it back too much to get to, to, get to mainstream leftism. And that's what we see here. Totally. And, and let's not forget that the most successful um, green regime in history was, of course, Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany uh, 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 made the first um, sort of national forest legislation. Uh, Hitler, of course, banned smoking on public transport. Himmler wanted to feed the SS on organic food only until he realized that the, the scaling up organic uh, food production just wasn't wasn't economical. Uh, so, uh, and of course, they had that whole issue about Lebensraum, about about uh, scarce resources and about the need to, um, let's say, reduce the populations of of certain people. So, hold uh, on a second, hold on a second. Hitler wanted to reduce carbon emissions by stopping uh, he, smoking. He kind of went the had, other direction. Had the carbon the carbon dioxide craze been available at the time as an excuse, I'm sure that he would have been leading world summits in Berlin, inviting the world's leaders to join his crusade against carbon. And they would have joined him. They would have joined yeah. him, just like they joined Hamas. It might have averted World War II, so maybe it would have been okay after all. We'd have all come to some happy eco-agreement. Except for the Jews, but the UN doesn't care about them anyway. No. That's right. Those Jews, they're always causing problems, wanting their land and not to be murdered. You know, you try, you give them an inch, James. You give them an inch. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we find it. All right. Well, James, listen, uh, executive editor at Breitbart. So your book is Watermelons. Where can people find it? Oh, Amazon, I should think. Probably the, probably the best place. Um, 
Probably, I would say in all good bookstores, except that's probably a lie, because all good bookstores are run by liberals, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't stock my poisonous tomes. This is true. They probably wouldn't. So uh, for those of you listening and are not from the country from which we fled, that's Amazon.com. James, thank you so much for being on the program, brother. We'll have you back for sure. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you very much. And we, uh, ah, good little guy there, uh, Jared. A fun guy. Yeah. It's always nice to have an English person because it makes you feel smarter. It does. Well, it makes them seem smarter. It makes me feel dumber. Well, it makes the show seem more intelligent. Well, that, that's very true. And more multicultural. Yeah, at least a white does it count. Does it count? Well, not for long. Not for long? <laughs> well, England. They're being outbred by uh, Islamic uh, refugees. Yeah, they'll always technically be the minority. That's just how, that's how it works. It can be two. There can be two. They'll still be the majority. Even even if they're the majority of the population, you'd call them the minority? Yeah. You, my friend, are a racist. No, no, I'm saying white people will always be the majority. It could be two of us left. Still always be the majority. Yeah, but that's my point. They're no longer a majority if they're a minority of the population. You never, you you were homeschooled. You never did percentages, did you? I think I skipped that day. This This is a long division problem for you. Yeah. All right. Someone has to get someone has to get not gay Jared his uh, his graph calculator, and uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see what percentages. You know what a majority is? You're googling it now, Steven. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with. Uh, we've got so much news to get through. Ben Carson, uh, Church of Latter Day Saints. There's been some stuff going on here. And we're going to have Courtney Kirchhoff. You people love her because she's a woman. And we need some estrogen content on this show. This is just, this is getting out of control. And I think my patriarchal privilege is showing. So I apologize. And I issue trigger warnings in advance for the things that will undoubtedly offend you. Louder with Crowder, stay tuned. Hey, listener, what are you doing? You're listening to the show, but you're missing so much content at louderwithcrowder.com. Don't worry. I'm not trying to sell you anything, not any gold or self-lubricating pocket catheters, just news videos and exclusive stuff that you don't hear on terrestrial radio. Again, it's it's all free. We're not asking you to spend any money. Just visit there, get your news, and get a couple of lines. If you want to send me money, that's fine. What? I don't even know. How did you get in this room? Cold hard cash. This ad took a bad turn. Hey! Louderwithcrowder.com. Don't listen to Fun Dip. It doesn't cost a thing. Louderwithcrowder.com. You're getting louder with Crowder. But you're a strange animal. I got to follow. Oh, I'm in the speedy to Glad to be back. Third hour. You can follow me at S. Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Producing with me in the video studio, as always, is not gay Jared. I fulfilled my legal obligations. You can follow him at not gay Jared and draw your own conclusions. Appreciate that. As I talk about this, Ben Carson is trending because he's on CNN. Yeah. And everyone's getting pretty. We've talked about this with Ben Carson. I think he's a really decent man. Yes. Um, And I don't think, actually, I haven't seen a CNN interview yet. The issues with Ben Carson are always that of strategy, not necessarily principle. Uh, He comes out and he spends time talking about things that won't help him. But you were talking about his, his... Well, they tried it out in old video, to be fair. Well, yeah, they, they kind of cornered him 
on something that probably he never intended to bring into the campaign. It's some old video of him talking about the pyramids and where they came from and Joseph, you know, and storing grain versus, you know, Egyptian pharaoh, burial grounds. And I don't know. They try to corner him and they paint him as just an idiot. Like they... Yeah, that's they're what they're working, I mean, they're do. working really hard to do. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes he'll talk himself into a corner, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But I do... Okay, so the Tea Party was not allowed to criticize Barack Obama. They were labeled racist. But now you have people right now, as I watch this, the stream of just the most hateful stuff imaginable. Carson on CNN is a hashtag. Calling Ben Carson... A black, a really black neurosurgeon, an idiot. So they're not even questioning his ideas. They're just saying he's an idiot. How is that not racist? Now, I don't think it's racist. I'm saying by leftist rules, right? Saying, hey, the Affordable Care Act is, is uh, tyranny. It's the first time we've signed a mandate like that into law. That's, that's, we're opposing government tyranny. That's racist. And then... Liberals go, Ben Carson is an idiot. I'll allow it. That's the point that matters here. Ben Carson, listen, and you can have people who are very smart who just aren't, vo- you know, aren't linguistically inclined. They're not particularly vocal people. I think that's Ben Carson. I don't think he's particularly quick on his feet. I don't think he's the best speaker. You know what you see with Ben Carson? This is always what you see with Ben Carson. Trends nationally because he does some interviews. People like him. Then the debates happen and he takes a nosedive in popularity the further we get from debates his stock starts rising we get to debates and it goes down because people realize out of everyone on that stage and it's a very formidable stage of people when it comes to debates he's the one who would uh, i mean outside of trump he's the one who probably would lose in a debate to hillary clinton yeah he's the only one who would probably come across as really ill-equipped it would look like roadkill yeah, it wouldn't look very good for him. So I like the guy. I like the guy. And I actually don't think he'd make a bad president if he had a cabinet with enough experience. But um, I, I definitely, uh, he's made some errors. But I hate seeing people just call him an idiot just because he's, this is a new game to him. You know, if you put me in the brain surgeon's chair, I would look like an idiot too. He's not a politician. He's not a guy who speaks. The number one fear in the United States is public speaking in the world. Number two is death. Seinfeld had a bit about that. That means you'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. That's the fear in the United States is public speaking. So I give the guy a little bit of leeway, but um, I think that means that, um, nope, we got breaking news. This is breaking news on Louder with Crowder. I'm Perry Matheson. Right now, there has been a crash on the Sagamore Bridge with a giant truck transporting cranberries, leaving them scattered across the bridge in the region. No deaths were reported until the prostate cancer enthusiast club members rushed to the scene. This has been Perry Matheson, breaking news. Oh, I will throw. Well, I don't know if you know that, but cranberry is very good for the prostate. Very good. Very good. Lots of vitamin K going on in there. Is it vitamin K? I think it's vitamin K because you can't have it when you're uh, when you're on blood thinners. Well, you know what? I would say thank God was no one hurt. Nobody was hurt, but the the prostate cancer club it took a took a pounding. Yeah, apparently it's gotten pretty vicious. It took a vicious pounding. I'm just gonna let that one ride for a little bit. Sidestep. That's what I decided to sidestep, sidestep. it. So.
let me see. Some guy here, Jordan Michael, the Tea Party supported Romney in 2012. Try to keep up. I guess he's trying to say that everyone is racist who uh, does not support Barack Obama. Um, you know, Ben Carson. Gosh, we have another debate Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. <sighs> gosh, I, I got to tell you, people are burnt. People are burnt out on this, man. This is not good. There are too many. There are way too many debates look at, at this point. Look at the schedule. I think it's March or February. It might be February, where it's just like literally every week leading up into uh, you know Super Tuesday and stuff. But every week there's a debate, pretty much. Uh, Those poor guys. Hey, gal. Oh, we have to cover it. Ugh. I'm so tired of it. It's just too much. Can we just have some people drop out? Let's just have Kasich drop out. Christie drop out. Well, you heard they Jeb bumps. drop out. You heard they bumped a couple of them to the uh, the kitty table. Kasich. Um, Huckabee. Bumped to the kitty table. Okay. And uh, Christy, kind of surprisingly. Okay. So it's just Fiorina, Rubio, Cruz, Carson, Trump. Is that, is that eight? Is Rand at the kitty table now? No, I think he's still there. Uh, that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rand Paul's ideas, but he's just like so, he's just so annoying. He's so hard to take. At these debates, I don't tweet me at S Crowder. Are you burnt out on this stuff? Because I tell you what, I don't want to watch another debate this Tuesday. Not to see NBC's hack job. Oh gosh, and and you know Michelle Malkin. Weeks. We'll actually we'll have her on. Um, not next week. The week after. Next week we have Tim Kennedy. Michelle Malkin even tweeted out when I when I was asking. She she said, "Yeah, I'm I'm just burnt out." I mean, the people who work in this for a living, the people who are political hobbyists are tired of it. How do you think the general American public feels? And this is sometimes where there's a huge disconnect with conservatives. You know, you can listen to AM radio all you want. You can watch Fox News all you want and go to your conservative websites, but you need to understand most people don't care. They're going to pull the lever in the national for someone with a D next to their name or an R next to their name. So don't waste too much time focusing on the minutia of primary elections. Yes, you want to get the right person. But remember, the big battle is cultural. The big battle, there's a macro picture at hand here. I just can't imagine. Another debate Tuesday. Oh, my God. We just uploaded that video uh, parody of the last debate last night. You can go to the website and watch it. We have to do another. We have to do another one. I just, I just, I can't believe that this is another debate. When's the one after? When's the next Democrat debate? I think next week, actually. Oh my god! Later in the week. Oh yeah, my the four, god! The fourteenth, I think. Something like that. <sighs> Should be great. Good time. My whole life sucks. <laughs> really? Really? So next week we're gonna have Hillary Clinton trot back out on stage, and tell us that she got an F rating from the NRA. Yeah, I think. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Yeah, I think uh, I think Bernie's been trying to improve his uh, deprove his uh, his ratings since last debate. It's yeah, his, well, Bernie Sanders just goes on and he tells you free college, free health care. I mean, we know Bernie Sanders is going to get on that debate stage. I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 mine. Now, now, now. Capitalism. And then everyone goes, "This sounds great. Free college, free health care, a uh, 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 fifteen dollar minimum wage." And then you say, "What's well, going to cost you eighteen trillion dollars?" Oh, fudge! Only I didn't say fudge. No one did. No, no one <laughs> did. Um, we can see Derek at our home studio there in Detroit. He's he hears the, f- he gets his finger on the dump button. Nope, 
Got, got him every time. No, gotcha. we got you. We got you. That one was gotcha. pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. We're pretty good. Pretty good at this game. He's like, uh, you know, if you watch the Tonight Show ever, they always, the keyboardist, they always play that segment, of the, uh, the the Friday, the notes. They try to get the keyboards to crack a smile. He won't. It, 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 they, they eventually try to get Oh, him. wait, you're talking about Jimmy Fallon. I've never Jimmy seen Fallon. the show. Yeah, yeah. So they try to get the keyboards to crack a smile. Like They just try to just, just rag on until he, until he finally breaks. And uh, that's that's Derek for us. That's Derek for us. And nobody knows. They just hear the name. Derek. Derek. Gotcha. Derek. Derek. Come on, Derek. All right. Eventually. What he doesn't know. What, what he doesn't know is we're going to be streaming live eventually here, video. And uh, he, by our good graces, no one will see him. Or, or me. Or you. For that matter. We're getting the video stream going up live, which will be far more interesting. Here's the thing about the debates. You know, CNBC, that hatchet job. Good, good transition there. You don't need to do a deb- You can do your own Google Hangout now. There's no need to go on any of these networks. That's why dad was even saying. He was like, man, you just you got to get these guys together. There's, there's got to be some other better way than these CNBC people. Well, I guarantee you we could get things. a handful together on this program, but they you wouldn't could. want me moderating. No. I just get way too mad. No. Even with Republicans. like pe- people, want, people want you to give a free pass to Republicans on this show sometimes. I, I just can't do it. And they get so mad. How dare you say this about Ted Cruz? How dare you say this about the Pope? I got an email, an angry email about the Pope. It wasn't that angry. She was actually very nice. And she was like, well, why don't you have a Catholic apologist to come on? I'm like, you know what? Because I don't care. I'm like, here's the thing. Like, I don't think Catholicism is as problematic as Islam. So I don't need to argue against it. The Pope ticks me off every now and then. Beyond that, I don't think about it. I constantly think about the 300 million people plus who want to blow us up. I mean, it's right at the top of my mind. It's not at the top of my daily to-do list, but it's up there as, you know, it's always looming like a storm cloud in those depression commercials for those pills. Someone's going to march right in here and beat you with a rosary. It's going to happen. <laughs> gonna, well, gonna you don't happen. beat someone with a rosary. You slash them. Slash. We'll be back. Courtney Kirchhoff, louder with Crowder. Some more estrogen. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with Oh, hey, Lyle, didn't see you there. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just relaxing and enjoying my 1978 Bordeaux, a fine beverage after a fine game of racquetball at the Wimbledon. There's no more quality establishment than the Wimbledon, you know. That sounds fun. I don't really know a whole lot about wine. That's why I go to simplifiedwine.com. Or I just call their number. What's that number, Jared? 844-297-WINE. Oh, where'd he come from? His voice aggravates me. I have him chained to a caravan. For simpletons like me who don't know a whole lot about wine, just what I like, it makes it easy. I either get to call, go to the website, talk with a sommelier, list what I like, what I don't like, my budget, and can have it shipped directly to my door, or gift-wrapped and sent to a friend. It doesn't get any simpler than that. Simplified wine, you say? I prefer more of a barrier to entry. <laughs> I know you do, Lyle, but you're an elitist bastard. That's why for simpletons like me, I prefer simplifiedwine.com or just calling 844-297-WINE. So, okay, we're going to get away. Well, we'll talk about everything for a bit, but this is our our second 
in command over there at LotterWithCrowder.com. She helps everything run smoothly. She's far smarter than I am. But we disagree on some things. Uh, there are a few things on which we disagree. Notably, Star Wars is one of them. So without further ado, you know her as True North on the Twitter. But we have... Intro. Courtney Kirchhoff, thank you for coming on. Thank you. You can't see me, but I am smiling from ear to ear. I love that intro. I know you do because you're evil. Yeah. So, okay. What was it we were talking? Not just Star Wars. Wasn't there something else we were talking about that we were supposed to talk about today? But I think it devolved into a Star Wars conversation. Well, it, it, it got into an argument because you said Star Wars sucked. It does. And I said, no. <laughs> I said no, and we started talking about George Lucas, who sucks, which we can talk about and agree with, but Star Wars itself does not suck. <laughs> it's a great comeback. Uh, I said, you said Star Wars sucks. I said, no. No, no. Here's my problem with Star Wars. First off, here's the deal. Here's my theory about Star Wars, and people, you can tweet me at S. Crowder, okay? Um, it's a nerd elitist, and it's like it's like McDonald's for nerddom, right? I went, oh, you like Star Wars? No, I don't like Star Wars. Here's why. George Lucas has never made a good film. Ever. You look at any of the other films outside of it, American Graffiti, kind of, even then it was mediocre, was entirely carried by Howard and Harrison Ford in their performances. Everything else is terrible. The one hope we have with these new Star Wars not being crappy movies is George Lucas having nothing to do with them. They literally disinvited So at what aspect. point do we say maybe he's a crappy filmmaker and Star Wars got a pass because it went pew pew when we were teenagers or kids and we just don't want to admit that when we go back and watch them that they're not good films. Yeah, but see, every argument you had right there about Star Wars was about how George Lucas is a crappy movie maker and how nerds have, have fled to Star Wars as their only hope of the universe, not you didn't critique the movie itself. Okay, let me you critique, didn't critique the movie the itself. Story. You just were making fun of George Lucas and the nerds who like Star Wars. Okay, let me let me address so I I've that's exhibit A. Okay. <laughs> And okay, you're being all polite now. Feet. She's being all polite. Whereas on the phone, when it's private, she's all she's all feisty. And now, so now it looks like I'm this patriarchal cis white privileged <laughs> male attacking. Well, on the court. phone, I called you names. I don't think I can do that. FCC rules and all. Well, you can call me names. You just have to, you know, we can just be creative with it. Okay. A crap weasel. No. Okay, yes. Yes. You're a crap weasel. <laughs> yes. No one had a decent career from Star Wars except for Harrison Ford. He managed to transcend it because it is the single. Well, I guess as far as the, some of the big films, it's one of the worst written scripts ever. There's nothing particularly creative about it. The performances are awful. George Lucas, obviously, is at the helm of that. The one he didn't direct, Empire Strikes Back, is the one that uh, we widely acknowledge as a good film. And yeah, the other ones are terrible. How can you go back as a grown adult male or female and see the little Ewoks and, and see what is wildly racist, by the way, everything they do with like the Asians oh, everything and the, was the all Jews racist. and everything? Super racist. Super racist. How can you go? It's like going back and watching Ninja Turtles and you go, oh, man, I wasn't right about that. But Star Wars, everyone just wants to hang on to it. It's like we unilaterally agree that we're just not going to acknowledge the crap fest. By the way, we have a uh, poll going on Twitter right now. People can chime in. Does it suck? Does it not suck? You let us know. Oh, boy. Well, okay, okay go ahead. <laughs> Present your case. Okay, so here's the thing with Star Wars. Um, it's a universal story. I don't know if you've ever heard of the anthropologist Joseph Campbell. He wrote a, a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And what, it found, what he found was that no matter the culture, no matter in what part of the world, 
every culture had their own hero's story. And it followed a formula. And that formula is Star Wars. So George Lucas was a student and has admitted to being a student of Joseph Campbell. So the reason Star Wars is so popular and people want to hold on to it is because it's a universal story that we can all get behind and we all understand. Now, the writing, the dialogue, we can debate that. But the story itself, it's, it's classic. Is it formulaic? Yes. But all the heroes' journey stories are formulaic and they follow that formula my whole life sucks <laughs> terrible terrible argument so your argument is that the redeeming value to star wars is that george lucas is an unoriginal hack is that your yeah, argument you're gonna so, you rest your case I, I would say i would say he's he's a vision he's got he had a vision he had, he created a universe he has a vision of a that, treadmill yeah we can agree that can we also agree that james cameron is an unimaginative hack Yes. But look at what his movies have done. They all follow the st- as, as a silly formula, but the formula works. Okay. And he's a billionaire for it. So I say that it's unoriginal, that it's poorly written. And you say, yes, but it follows an unoriginal, poorly written formula that works. No, it's not an unoriginal. So it's like you can I'll get the same burger all the time at McDonald's. It doesn't matter that it's crap. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Courtney, you're fired. Well, I figured that I would be, so I won't do anything else this morning. I'll just get off the get off the wire with you and go back to bed. No, no. I'll no. turn on Star Wars. I'll turn on Star Wars and and go back to a better time of innocence. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> <laughs> That's mature. That's mature. Right there. I looked at Jared. You're a crap weasel. <laughs> uh, the worst part is she probably hasn't seen Anchorman. No, she probably no. hasn't. You I really tried, haven't seen Anchorman? I tried watching it. It was too uh, stupid. Well, here's my problem, too, with Star Wars uh, and Lord of the Rings. First off, I hate up. Like, well, you just don't understand. because Okay, listen, my nerd pass is all right. I've got eight shoeboxes full of comic books, including first printings of The Thing, the first printings of Deadpool. I was there when it started. Those are some of the worst. Green Arrow versus Green Lantern, 1961. I have quite a few comics out there, okay? I've earned my keep with the... I've spent time in lockers. All right? So let's stop with the nerd elitism. Star Wars is the entry. It's the gateway to nerddom, and it's a crappy one. And what I hate, too, we'll talk about this after the break. What I hate about it is everyone who has no sense of humor... They use, like, Lord of the Rings, like, oh, well, that was elven humor. It's like, oh, screw you. You piss off with you and your elven humor. Like, you know, like, well, you would find it funny. You just don't get that that's an orc reference. Oh, shut up with your stupid orc reference or Tatooine. It's not funny. If you put in a bunch of inside jokes to make up for the fact that you can't write, self-admitted, according to Courtney. Somewhere fund up deceiving. <laughs> Fun dip is just going well, nuts with Star Wars. Okay, Courtney, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. mute you with my patriarchal privilege, and we'll bring you on after the break. And now I'll give the floor to you. Love you, Fun Dip. Star Wars doesn't suck. Yeah. And uh, Courtney, uh, don't go to your island yet. Louder with Crowder. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Steven Crowder here to tell you about a contest at louderwithcrowder.com where one lucky winner will win a free AR-15 rifle. That's right. Well, everyone else is scared and clamping down on guns. We're literally giving them away at louderwithcrowder.com. Steven, isn't, isn't that illegal? It's not illegal to give away rifles just frowned upon. 
Oh, but what about background checks? Well, yeah, we're doing it in partnership with AR15.com, our wonderful sponsor. They do background checks. They have a custom yeah. shop. They can ship it out to FFLs. Been doing it for a long time. I'll actually be buying the rifle, but giving it away at LotterWithCredit.com to one lucky winner. Oh, well, can I enter to win? No, you, you know that you would never make it past a background check. Jared? Jared, you know you'd never make it past a background check, right? Yes. Enter to win at LouderWithCrowder.com for your very own free AR-15 rifle. That's LouderWithCrowder.com in partnership with AR-15. back dancing the happy songs with my head writer courtney kirchhoff who's very smart you should follow her at true north because she's not a whore e at the end of north no she is not that was anchorman saying it that was him and we had to clarify courtney you are not a whore i i I am aware of this but thank you for confirming courtney yes say it after me (laughs) i am not a whore and people like me i am not a whore and people like me (laughs) This is why she works at the site. It's so funny. People are like conservative or sexist. We, well, before court, we had Crystal who left and she has an open door to come back. Most of you the, at least, yeah, at least half of the employees at a lot of credit have been women. Just because, A, they're more organized and it's harder to find women with senses of humor, but I guess they maybe gravitate toward what we do. So, all right, Courtney is funny. She's not a whore, but she's wrong about Star Wars. My issue before this we were talking about is I hate it when like people use sci-fi as an excuse for a horrible sense of humor. You know what I mean? Where like sitting, Dwight? Dwight Schrute? Yeah, exactly, that kind of thing. Or you're sitting there talking, you know, and you're, you're talking about brilliant uh, sketch comedy or stand-up comedians, and someone goes like, <laughs> I'm speaking Klingon. <laughs> you only get it if you watch New Generation, and you just want to stab them with a fork. Those who kind does of- that? Who, who are these people? Where are you hanging out? Um, anywhere that Star Wars or Star Trek is played. They don't make up a majority. But okay. they are a percentage of it. So you're, you're blaming the genre on the fringe? Yes. Okay. Just I, so we're clear. Yes. And it goes Just for so Star Trek, too. If it were playing on a Jumbotron in my backyard, I wouldn't lift the shade. If it came down to Star Trek or watching the CNBC on a loop like a morphine drip, I would be conflicted. Which Star Trek? Because they're not all the same. Oh, let's see. Here we go. This is exactly <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's a silica conversation. She I don't know. Around. Okay, you know what? Make your which one doesn't suck. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, I would say for the '90s, Star Trek: Next Generation didn't suck. I think if you were to tell any Trekker or or nerd that Captain Picard was the worst thing to happen to the universe, you would be punched in the face. Uh, I'd have to mute you now. Would have to mute. Do you think Laura Burton is gay? Right? Didn't he come out? I Not Lavar so. Burton. We're yeah. talking about. Captain yeah, but, Picard. But LeVar Burton has that little visor on You're there. just trying to throw in the yeah. only name of Star Trek actors. You know? Well, yeah. no, I was talking with Joe Rogan about it. and That's we're like, reading Rainbow Guy. Yeah. He's but, the guy who tells you to read books. Well, he tells you not to take his word for it and then says that six-year-olds six are more qualified than their rest. 
and that's why I was talking with Joe Rogan about it. His little visor. I wonder if it's just a never-ending loop of homosexual pornography. <laughs> Maybe it's just a gaydar. Maybe that's how he knows. What's on the horizon, Captain? Uh, yeah, you're good. Go left. What do you What do you mean? Go left. I'm 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 thinking. Okay, so Star Trek. Okay, let's go Lord of the Rings. Where do you line up on that? Because I'm just listening. We'll just alienate half of the listeners right now. Absolutely. So I tried reading the Lord of the Rings books because I liked the movies, but the books, they were just they were just awful. I could not get through them. I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings fans. I tried. It just couldn't happen. Wait, and I, I, you couldn't read the books? I could not read the books. Okay. I read The Hobbit as a, as a girl, Me but too. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> as a girl, you read The Hobbit? Well, listen, you can't joke about that anymore. We'll find you for hate speech. Yeah. Tried reading Lord of the Rings, the first one, and I even had friends tell me, like, oh, you have to skip. Fellowship of the Ring, because it's kind of slow. I'm like, that's like saying, you know, you need to skip Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Just go right to Prisoner of Azkaban, because that's the good one. Like, you can't just cut it's, out It's only the slow if you haven't read The Hobbit, though. It's only slow. If you've read The Hobbit, then everything's lightning speed read. So, Jared, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? I do. I am books? a fan. Oh, I've, God. Well, my wife's a Harry Potter fan. Oh, that's not terrible. See, this is this is why I have a problem with the the nerd culture and the ringers is that if you don't like Lord of the Rings, you do not qualify as someone who can can count themselves as a nerd who likes fantasy books. So yeah. it's like if I like Harry Potter, I don't count. I don't I'm not a part of the fold because I don't like Lord of the Rings. I liked the first Harry Potter. And then all I remember from all the other films is uh, Professor Snipe, who was always getting lower in his voice. It sounded like he was from a Time Warp, uh, a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I remember something about giant spiders, which horrified me. Also, every which single is all, title it's is... It's all a ripoff of Lord of the Rings. Well, every single title is a Whole pedophilia thing. double entendre. That's my problem with Harry Potter. Okay, so Lord of the Rings. <laughs> By the way, there's a poll, new poll for Lord of the Rings on the tweets. On Twitter. Here's the thing. I Let actually didn't mind the first Lord of the Rings. Uh, then The Hobbit happened, and that was the biggest bag of... Oh, my gosh. Human, human feces. feces. It was it's true. You talk about the movies. The it was movies horrible. Were so bad. Yes. You know what? The funny thing yeah. is, do you know this? Okay, the, the average budget for the first three movies was about $95 million per movie. You know what the budget was for each of the uh, the Hobbit movies there? I don't want to know. It's going to make me... $250 million. Two over Each movie? Each movie. So it was, the budget was two and a half times as much, and each film was two and a half times as crappy. Well, See, and I have a how they do that. The math doesn't the book, work. The, the book, The Hobbit, was was what three hundred pages, and they made it's just greed. They just they just made a, a nine hour trilogy. Not a minute of it was good. A, a, Not a minute of it. No, it was it was beautiful. It's all green screen. It was, it was all but, just. Uh, am I still even much. hosting this show? No, you're you're gone. I'm mm. muting you. This is the thing. But it'll as be as soon as you said. As soon as you said you liked the first Harry Potter movie, or the and you you didn't even you know talk about the books. I wrote you off. You play ball like a girl! Roasted. Boom. <laughs> Done. Okay, so let's Sessa. tie it back. Uh, Star Wars. Who, okay, who would Donald Trump be? Star Wars character. Uh, the Emperor. Courtney? No, no, he's not. No, he's not the Emperor. Who is he? <clears throat> Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Okay. Misa gotta get all the black boats. Misa. Misa, the Star Wars ruining machine. Okay. Um Ben Carson is who? You can't say Jar Jar Binks. Oh but Obi-Wan. He's Obi-Wan. Soft spoken. Knows what he's talking about. Okay. Old uh, Al Guinness. Obi-Wan. Probably. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, not you and McGregor with the rat tail. Yeah, not you and McGregor, no. 
Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think. Ted, uh, uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Ooh. He's definitely not Han Solo. That would have been Rick Perry. Um, <clears throat> Why? Justify your position. Why Rick Perry would have been Han Solo? Just because he rides a motorcycle and he's kind of badass? Yeah, he has more of that, more of that edge. Um, Ted Cruz is not. He's just, he's, he's Mr. Rogers. I don't know that he's in the Star Wars universe. If he is, he's, he's that guy who says it's a trap. That guy with the eyes on the side. Oh, of the yes, yes. Um, I will tell you who Rand Paul is. He is young Anakin. That's pod racing! Yes! That's pod racing, you guys! And you're just like, oh, like, I know you're going to turn into something formidable, but I want to strangle you. Oh, and that was just a whiny, yeah, just a whiny baby. Like, really? Anyone who's a spoiled brat's going to turn into Darth Vader? Really? I couldn't. Uh, I, I been older oh, Anakin. Ah, I killed them. <laughs> Not just the men. Oh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. The With worst the actor ever. Terrible. Uh. Terrible. Yeah. So when I say I like Star Wars, I'm talking about the original three Star Wars, not the new ones. Yeah, but you know what? When the new ones came out, all the Star Wars nerds were praising them until they realized that they shouldn't. That they were poop yeah. from start to finish. They were like, oh, it was great except for Jar Jar Binks, but now they go back and like, oh, well, actually it wasn't very good, but they're just not willing to do that with the first three. Okay, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Jeb Bush would be... Oh, irrelevant. He would be an extra. Maybe he would be an... <laughs> he'd be the... He'd be George Lucas's cameo. Yeah, he would be. He would be one of the guys in the in the, um, in the the cantina who you kind of see briefly. He's kind of a freak and you're like, I don't... He's not important. He's just there for background is that a puppet i, I don't know uh, i don't know um and of course i mean come on chris christie is the obvious one <laughs> okay oh man you know what Rizola. yeah <laughs> that's well, just bad open the bridgey widgey photoshop these things later that's you, Courtney. That's all you. Yeah, it's gonna happen. We've seen my we've seen my uh, Photoshop skills. They're I'm trying to, to think behold. who else. Okay, who else on the stage? John, well, John Kasich. Well, Marco Rubio. Oh yeah, Rubio. Rubio. Ah, uh, I don't know. Is he Princess Leia? No, that's Carly Fiorina. Don't be sexist. That's it's, that's sexist. No, it's that's not. Sexist. Oh, that's another. Oh, that's what we're going to talk we're about. All into this now. is so right now Disney Courtney tell us about this Disney is going to what are they doing they're removing now they will no longer issue anything with Princess Leia in the famous in the slave. sexy slave gold bikini every man's fantasy outfit yeah she kept Johnson and Johnson in business for three decades with that outfit and I want everyone to know that was your joke in the post <laughs> no but really feminists protested and Disney is actually acquiescing yeah uh, because of course they're the loudest and the shrillest, oh. and they don't like they don't like that women are attractive, oh. and they don't like that men are attracted to good-looking women. Well, that's, I guess that's the gist. Yeah, if Leia looked like Lena Dunham or current Carrie Fisher, she would be praised as brave and stunning. Brave, yeah, it's true. Well, you know, Carrie Fisher's come out against. I don't know if we wrote about this in there, but Carrie Fisher came out against the costume herself, and it's because she's she's no longer hot, so she has to by default. She well, yeah, to, you know what happened? You have to default to feminism when uh, you. No longer. Get, no, she's, mm, it's like know. the fifty-five-year-old trying to squeeze into her wedding dress, and then she has a midlife crisis. Carrie Fisher tossed on the. And then she just caught the midsection, just tape around a sheet. Yeah, she looked in, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, she she went in trying to look like Leia, and it was more like Jabba." She was like, "I'm going to be kidnapping myself." By the way, backing up, uh, we got some 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 listeners saying, uh, "Ted Cruz is C-3PO." 
Ted Susan. Ooh, that's pretty good. Ooh. That's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't think of him as a droid, but he definitely. Well, you has know a what? C three PO turn of race. Well, then Carly Fiorina could be R two D two, because she's. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, that's all the noise. <laughs> <laughs> what was that sound? Beep boop 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 boop. For some reason, it's cute when a woman does it. It is, yeah. It's like just, when a guy does it, it's just like he's a loser. You know, he lives in a basement. When a woman does it, it's like, can I get with you? And they're putting up their glass. Uh, Derek's laughing again. We got him. Got you have Derek. no idea. You have no idea, Courtney, the suitors you will have on Twitter coming out as a Star Wars fan conservative. As uh, a general nerd, an all around nerd, yeah. There are so many guys in their basement right now looking up your pictures. I suggest you privatize your Instagram immediately. Right. All that's on Instagram are my dogs. I don't even post, I don't post sexy selfies. I don't do the selfie thing. Well, if you, I would still. Cap- capitalism, Courtney. There's, there's a market there. There's a market yeah. there. Me as, as Princess Leia in the gold bikini. Well, this is how, fu- now does it at all offend you as a woman when you see the gold bikini Princess Leia no. thing? No. And you're also a woman who's not, you know, you're not, uh, you're not a sexually empowered promiscuous feminist. So do you, where do you line up on those things where sex appeal, is it just kind of like, like me where it's just using common sense as long as it's within the realm of decency? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with women being sexy. Just like, I don't think there's anything wrong with men being sexy. What's so wrong with finding each other attractive as, as genders? What's so wrong with that? And, and princess Leah really, I mean, she's not running around in the, in the gold bikini for the entire movie trilogy. It was one scene and she managed, here's the thing that I made, the point that I made in the post, she, she choked out her evil oppressor. She didn't have help. She used the outfit to kill the guy who put her in it. I mean, mm. how is that not empowering? Come on. This is true. And she was a general all around badass anyway. I know some people don't like the term badass, but you can just deal with it. Well, um, well on that note, Courtney Kirchhoff, we have to let you go. Uh, we thank you very much for coming on. That was True North, Courtney Kirchhoff, who was, well, I have no idea what's happening. Apparently my, my thing is working. This is a nightmare right now. Uh, Courtney Kirchhoff, thank you very much for coming on. True North, she was fantastic. Sorry for all the Star Wars fans who are upset, but we're not really sorry. We'll wrap this whole show up for you in a nice bow. Like a gift that punches you in the face. Ladder with Crowder. This week in feminism. I am Princess Leia Patriarchy. Fast car shooting stars all over the lights. I am your host, Stephen Crowder. Not gay, Jared. You can follow him on Twitter. Is ho is finishing up here in studio. Always glad to wrap up the program. Not that we're glad to finish the program, but to kind of reflect upon the things about which we've spoken. We've spoken of many things. Star Wars trannies, Ben Carson, NASA, climate change. Blind justice. Blind justice. 
Oh, that's another thing right now. We didn't talk about the story. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar attacking Michael Jordan in the news. Why? Because he didn't attack Republicans. Michael Jordan didn't even, he's not a Republican. He didn't even come out and support a Republican. He simply said, Republicans buy Air Jordans too. When I think he was asked a pretty leading question in an interview or he was provided the opportunity to bash on Republicans and he opted not to. He just took, he went to great lengths to avoid being political at all. And so Kareem Abdul-Jabbar attacks him. So we have that happening. We have Ben Carson being called stupid. We have feminists now accusing the Princess Leia costume, her gold bikini, of being retroactively sexist. We have people complaining and, and boycotting the CMAs because Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood said Bruce Jenner is now a babe. Mike Rowe under attack from liberals this week. Severe attack simply for saying, I think some people maybe grow up with advantages or privileges, sure. But the biggest determining factor is you can stack the deck in your favor by working really hard. I say this to you to give you an over. Are, are, are you seeing the macro picture here? It doesn't matter. This is where conservatives, where anyone who's not an authoritarian leftist, it's not just about conservatives. It's not about Republicans. It's not about hate speech and using the word tranny. Or it, it's now gotten to the point you can't say. Bruce Jenner used to be a guy. It's not about being racist. You now can't say, as Mike Rowe did, well, privilege maybe plays a factor, but not as big as work ethic. You now can't say, come on, Princess Leia in a bikini is not sexist. You now can't say, as Michael Jordan, listen, I just want to stay out of politics. It's not enough. When people used to say the slippery slope was a silly argument, and sometimes it's applied to silly ideas where it's not a valid argument, but it definitely is valid in this case. If you value free speech, if you care about any kind of an open dialogue of ideas, you can see it from the left. They don't believe in it. And that's why we had David Rubin on, and he talks about taking the red pill, waking up. There is no room for intellectual diversity in the leftist movement. None. You think there's any room for saying, hey, you know what? I actually report, support some Republican ideas. No, of course not, because you can't even decide to stay out of it like Michael Jordan. Do you think that in the left you can say, well, hey, hold on a second. Nearly all uh, professional psychiatrists, surgeons, endocrinologists uh, think that this is very unhealthy, the transgender movement. No, because you can't even acknowledge that Bruce Jenner used to be a guy. Do you think you can say maybe in the leftist movement, in the Democrat Party, well, hey, hold on a second. We don't know about reparations because, or affirmative action because it's harming some kids now who know because you can't even say, hey, work ethic is more important than who you're, what you're born into. So not only can you not disagree with them and have a different set of ideas or proposals, you're not even allowed to stray from the talking points an inch. This is the big difference between the right and the left. You have people all over on the Republican stage, and oh gosh, there's going to be another debate. 
you have pro-pot people, anti-pot people, pro-war people, anti-war people, progressive tax code people, flat tax people, fair tax people. You have people who support gay marriage. You have people who flat out are against it, want some kind of a same-sex marriage ban. You have some people who believe it's states' rights. In the Democratic Party, they agree on everything always, and you can't even question it. And we're told that the right is the party of extremists? I'm an extremist? Is Mike Rowe an, ex an extremist? Is Michael Jordan an extremist simply for saying Republicans buy Air Jordans too? Are the Star Wars nerds, I'm a nerd, I'm a comic book nerd, okay, you can quiz me next show. Are the Star Wars nerds extremists because they have a Princess Leia bikini action figure? Is Courtney an extremist because she doesn't think it's sexy for women to feel and look sexy? That's, that's what we're being told. We're, you're the extremist. I'm the extremist. Not the people who say, hey, hey, you deserve to be fired because you said Bruce Jenner used to be a guy. Not the people who say, hey, unless you bash Republicans, we're going to make sure you can't make a living selling Air Jordans. Not the people saying, Mike Rowe, how dare you? You need to acknowledge your privilege and you need to give us 70% or if you're Bernie Sanders, 90% of your income tax. We're told that they're the moderates. We're told that the Republican Party has gone so far right. Even look at Donald Trump, who they consider the most. Donald Trump's a populist. Donald Trump still believes in a progressive tax code. Donald Trump believes in increasing capital gains. Donald Trump is a protectionist who believes in tariffs and punishing uh, foreign commodities coming into the country. That's an extremist? That's not a pseudo-anarchist libertarian. And that's the one they point out as extremists. Let's, let's take that, for example. Let's take Ben Carson. Everyone's saying he's a stupid extremist and dangerous and compare him with Hillary Clinton, okay? I'm not saying that I want Ben Carson. I'm just saying let's take an example. Ben Carson, neurosurgeon, Christian, okay? He believes in a flat tax, somewhere around 15% across the board. Believes rights of marriage is a state's rights issue, believes in a limited government, believes in a right to bear arms. It's pretty reasonable. Hillary Clinton? None of those things and she killed a guy. Who's the extremist? Don't let people for a second back you up and try and say, well, I'm a reasonable conservative or I'm a compassionate conservative because it's absurd. We're at a point in this country where you're either part of the authoritarian left who want to censor your speech, who want to tell you how you can think what you can say, how you can act, or a big wide tent spreading from the center all the way to the far right. And there's a place for you there, but there's no place for you an inch to the left of that because they don't want you. Louder with Crowder. See you next week or hear you.